0: the pounding begins the wagons are circled every wind is raided it's football time in america and this republic has never been stronger the sportsocracy beer city's best sports talk live from the Ingle studio
1: it is ESPN Asheville, and this is the Sportsocracy. Welcome in to a wonderful Wednesday here in western North Carolina. We're doing all alliteration on the program today. No. Jeremy loves it so much.
2: It drives me absolutely crazy <laughs> that everything either has to rhyme or start
1: with the same letter. Yes, yes. It's, I, I, I Look, I'm a creature of habit, and I like patterns. So, that's why I like
2: sports. Just know that this is a man that has to spend a week with me many miles away from here where no one can save him.
1: <laughs> That's right. We are ramping up to the NFL combine coverage. We're, we're officially official. We're we?
2: officially official. We had to give, uh, you know, a blood sample. Uh, I, I had to explain all of my views on the world. I think an FBI interrogator will be here later to ask if we have nefarious
1: intentions, uh, I believe the process for uh, for getting into the media section of the NFL Combine is akin to trying to go see the President of the United States of America. I have been through that process as well, and it's quite similar. So, just know these guys are pretty well protected. No doubt, they're not they're not going to let just anybody through that uh, through 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 that uh, turnstile. Yeah, so if you
2: think that you could get close to an NFL player, no, you can't.
1: Not even nary a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it is time for us to start mocking the rankings because Jeremy is just a, he is the draft ranking nerd. He loves all of the scouting reports and all of that. And, and he, you know, he's the guy who says who should go and who should stay, who should, who should be taken high, who should be taken low. And so he loves to look at these rankings that other people come up with, namely one outlet in specific, nfl.com. I'll throw it under the bus. <laughs> I'm it's fine. i to dance around it a little bit here, but no, apparently I've I've always thought this when it comes to the things that fans consume, the information that we as fans consume when it comes to the draft, when it comes to fantasy football, how is it that the, the the league's network is the worst at all of these things?
2: Well, it depends on where you go. So Daniel Jeremiah, I think, is really, really smart. I always thought Mike Mayock was really smart. I think Ian Rappaport is really smart. But then you get into, well, these are our uh, – we have put out the NFL.com draft tracker, which tells us your grades on every player. How many times have I told you this is the best draft I've ever seen? It's been
1: quite a lot.
2: How many Pro Bowl players do you think NFL.com has in this class? At
1: least six. I have eight, just for what it's worth. They have none? Zero. Zero. So none of these guys. No Joe Alt. No, he's not even even in the top
2: 10. Really? Alt's not in the top 10. The number one player in the class is a wide receiver. Which which one do you think that is? Marvin Harrison Jr. That's incorrect. Roma Dunze. Also incorrect. Then you're drunk. I agree. (laughs) I, I looked through this entire thing and went, how many crimes is too many crimes for you to ingest and then internet? Because I think you did a lot. And the reason that I wanted to start with this today is not to throw the NFL's flagship website under the bus. Meh. That was part of it. Although they were nice enough to let us go to the combine. So we heart you. (laughs) It's, there's a lot of different takes on what it is you're getting
1: here. Which always leads me to how do we sift through
2: the BS? Well, that's always the most fun part. Where there's smoke, there's not always fire. How much of this is true and who wants you to know that? And that leads me to this part. What position is always overvalued? Quarterback. Quarterback. This is a year that nobody fully believes in these quarterbacks, and if anybody tells you they do, they're lying to you. So I see Drake May outside the top ten, Jaden Daniels and, and Caleb Williams both inside the top ten
1: so you said drake may is outside the top 10 he is but the other two are drake's
2: just outside the top 10 jaden daniels is
1: at six caleb williams is at three which is not too out of the ordinary we've had this year after year you have the quarterbacks projected to go high because that is the premier position in the league but not often but but not often do you have the number guy going number one is going to be the number one prospect.
2: If you have Caleb Williams ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, Joe Alt, Olaf Asciano, Leatu Latu, you're smoking crimes. There is no nicer way I can say that. Because if he was not a quarterback, you would not be saying that. Just talent for talent, there's no way you watch the film on this and go, that's where we're at. And this led me down another rabbit hole, which is The Chicago Bears basically control this offseason. We know that. It has become a very vogue topic of, well, is Caleb Williams better than Justin Fields? But you're asking yourself the wrong question. The question is not, is Justin Fields the better prospect? The question is, is Justin Fields plus 30-some-odd million dollars a better prospect than Caleb Williams at $30 million for the next four years? Because that's the question. And honestly, I think there's are six one way, half dozen the other. But one's way cheaper. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. You're not getting John Elway. You're not getting Andrew Luck. You're getting a guy that is sold to be that. And you have to be really, really careful with that. Let me give you an example. You Remember when you were a kid? And you're, what, four years older than me? Five years older than me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you were born in 82. I'm in 87. Yes. You remember when you got your first Super Nintendo? I do. And you thought that the graphics were just the greatest thing ever? It's wonderful. Super
1: Mario, Super Mario Brothers. World
2: was You awesome. could be a
1: raccoon. You grab the tail and you start <laughs> flying around and you're like, this is awesome. No, that was on the original. Super Mario World was the one with Yoshi. That was the Super Nintendo one. Okay,
2: just I played a lot. I played
1: Super Mario. I played way more of it when you were actually playing sports and studying box scores. I was playing Mario. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I played Super Mario
2: All Stars, so I got them all on the same, uh, all on the same yeah. disc. Well, that was that came after exactly. Yeah. So you got the Super Nintendo, and you'd never seen anything like it, and then you got the Nintendo sixty four. And you remember thinking, my God, these graphics are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Mario's in 3D. You didn't feel as good about any console after that, did you? Because you got 3D and that broke your brain. And everything was good, but it always kind of left you wanting a little more. Because I remember the first time I saw a PlayStation and you had these blocky heads. And it's good. I can at least tell who that's supposed to be. But it's not great. That's kind of the same premise that you're going to get here. We're going to talk about this ad nauseum. Is Chicago better with Justin Fields? Or are they better with Caleb Williams? I can't tell you that one is better than the other. I can tell you one is cheaper than the other. But the more I've done these, and obviously our mock drafts are, are filtering out on the YouTube channel every single day. Every time I get to the end of a mock draft and I've gone four rounds with all these teams, you know what I have in common? Every time I take a quarterback for one of these teams, I always feel bad about what I've got. I never look at it and go, crushed it. Killed it.
1: But. You know when I do feel to? that way? But but don't you have to. That's where I keep coming back to this. Of You don't have to do anything in this be... life but pay taxes and die. Uh, That's the two things we're all going to do. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like the pressure is always too great to chase after what could be. Because the fear is, what if I miss? I get that we're not looking at Scott Fitterer today as a uh, as an employed man because he went, what if I miss? And he traded up to get Bryce Young, and he was wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: They were wrong.
1: Whoever, they were wrong. Well, he was more
2: wrong on Frank Reich, but I could write a book on the 2023 Carolina Panthers. Right. But we'll look back. I don't think he... Look, let me make this perfectly clear. I don't think he missed on Bryce Young.
1: I think one year from now, we're going to look back on that and laugh. Maybe. But for now, that's how this is judged. Scott Federer missed on Bryce Young. But also, you look at the flip side of that, Nick Casario took the swing on C.J. Stroud, and he's a
2: genius. And we thought he was out of his mind. Exactly. And now we're talking about him as executive of the year, and the Houston Texans are in better shape than any team in the NFL.
1: So is Ryan Poles really going to play like Russian roulette with that decision? Is 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 he going to go, I could have Caleb Williams, but no, I'll let him go be a star for somebody else. Because that's a possibility. Is it, though? It's a possibility with all these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We don't is know. We, we said the same thing about C.J. Stroud last year, that he wasn't going to work. He was a bust. He was an Ohio State quarterback. I heard all of the things about why he wouldn't work in the NFL. And he did for and a year. He did.
2: And he did. Mm-hmm. It's also one year does not a career make. Sure. And where this got me going is – You know, we're so obsessed with quarterbacks and who's going to play under center and who's going to be the face of the franchise. And he got me thinking about Chicago. Caleb Williams has a Tim Tebow quality to him in that people that love him are not rational people. And no matter what he does, it will never be his fault because he is this generational prospect. The problem is that that's not the case. And Field Yates from ESPN.com put out an article earlier today. And it was detailing what trade offers for Justin Fields would look like and what trade offers for the number one pick would be. And as I looked at it, I went, you know, I I like every one of those. Getting a second round pick for Justin Fields. In one case, you're getting a third rounder and a player. In another instance, you're getting a second rounder and, and another pick later down the line. I don't really have a problem with any of that. It's all fine. Because the one thing I don't want to do is pay Justin Fields. But then I started looking at what you could get for the number one pick. I can set my franchise up for the better part of the next half decade on a lottery ticket. Because, Tank, you can vouch for this better than anybody, and we've got a lot of people that have been watching our draft stuff since the first year we started doing it. How often do I miss on quarterbacks? That's it's rare. Don't happen very often. Mm-hmm. When I'm really dogmatic on a quarterback, do you remember who those quarterbacks have been? Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield.
1: Now, I was really dogmatic on Sam Darnold. But CJ Darnold. You got your hits, though. Mm-hmm. Allen. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal.
2: Josh Allen was my number one quarterback in that class. Uh huh. Pat Mahomes was my number one quarterback in the Deshaun Watson-Mitch Trubisky class. Yep. I tend to miss when I don't see the talent of a player. I don't tend to miss when I look at a guy and go, you ain't hit. Because I said this about Justin Fields. And that's where I want to go with this. I feel like we're ignoring what we've already seen. Because if you look at what Chicago can get for Fields, and this is coming from a very intelligent guy, it's pennies on the dollar compared to what you can get for the number one pick. And, And I understand why. Because the number one pick is magic beans. But those magic beans could easily turn into a beanstalk or they could turn into the same thing that you have with Justin Fields. But how do you protect yourself from that? How do you insulate yourself from that? How does Ryan Poles look at himself and protect himself moving down the line? Evan Doyle asked Was Joe Burrow your number one quarterback in that class? Take the layup, Jeremy. Uh, yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> By a whole mess. And Justin Herbert was my two. And I did not love to, talking about Loa. I still don't. And the more I think about it, the more I, I keep looking at this going, Caleb Williams is a guy that gets you fired. Justin Fields was a guy that got you fired. Oh, wait, he already did. Because Ryan Pace drafted him. Ryan Poles didn't. He got fired. Because everybody looked at Justin Fields and went, oh, he's so athletic. Oh, he's got a cannon. Oh, we're going to be great. Oh, we're going to be star-studded. The- going into this year, oh, we're going to win the division. But you didn't. Because your impression of him in reality are different. And I see the same thing with Caleb Williams. But there's a way around that. There's a way you can insulate yourself from it. And you can look like a genius if I'm right. we got to take a commercial break. I'll tell you what that is after the break. But before we do that, we have our first super chat of the day. It's from Curtis Davis, one of our uh, fantastic Los Angeles Charger fans. He said, love the mock draft yesterday. My question is, with Minter as the D.C., what do you put his hand in more for, for Jenkins, or do you still think he'd go Sweat with 37 overall? And I'm not sure I can say that other thing. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Bolt up. Uh, that, that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to ask this question a lot of with Mentor and four-man front, would I still take Tavondre Sweat? Yes, I would. Look, I like, I'm in like with Chris Jenkins. I'm not in love. And I feel like we always do this when college coaches take over jobs, if we just start shoehorning guys that they coached in, in school. I wouldn't hate it if Devondre Sweat went ahead of him. Would I hate Chris Jenkins going to the Chargers? No. I, I'm fine with it either way. But I also don't think Devondre Sweat only plays in a 3-4. Mm-hmm. I think he can do anything. Frankly, I think he could – He could ride a unicorn on top of a
1: rainbow and and solve the dreams and solve the ills of the world. Follow the Sportsocracy on all the social medias and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get all of the uh, four-round mock draft videos as they get churned out here. We are your Draftmas season central here in the Sportsocracy and we'll continue up next.
3: The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com.
4: If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissaSellsWNC.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828 774 6343 or clarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. The
0: sportsocracy.
1: You're just dumbing a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, fourteen hundred. Welcome back into the sportsocracy. The Chicago Bears with a big decision. Can can we get a haul again? Can we fleece someone else in this draft like we did last year with the Carolina Panthers? No doubt. Can because how get- do you do that? How?
2: You find somebody that's desperate.
1: You know who's desperate? The Atlanta Falcons. That's one. The Vegas Raiders.
2: I don't think they're desperate. Okay. I mean, they really want Jaden Daniels, from everything I've heard. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're desperate. Who else? The Washington Commanders are desperate. Should they be? No. They're that desperate to trade up to one? You got a new ownership group. You got the local kid that everybody in the Metroplex thinks is just Superman. That he's going to ride into to to formerly RFK Stadium and save the franchise. Which leads to you doing something dumb.
5: Mm -hmm. You
2: know what would be dumb? It's weird. That was Field Yates' first trade package for the number one pick. They give up two. They give up 40. They give up next year's first round pick. For me to go down one spot. I've I've actually already seen this happen. I did this. If I'm the Bears, I did this. I traded up one spot. Yes. And didn't got end Mitch so hot. Mitch Trubisky me. didn't end so hot for me. Mm-mm. I do it in a heartbeat. You call me with that, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Why would Washington offer that though? Because the do I think that now I need to preface this? Do I think they should do that? Oh, good lord, no, no. Do I think they would? I look at Josh Harris and Magic Johnson and the Flash and the Glitz, and this is what I do. And this kid's from Washington. I could see it. <laughs> I could see him doing it. No doubt I could see him doing it.
1: No, thank you. You know who else I could see doing it? I'll take
2: my chances. I could see New England doing it. Because since Tom left, we haven't had a face of the franchise. And I could see them giving up 3 34. And next year's first round pick, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Because either way, no matter what I do right there, I either end up with Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And I've already told you, I don't think there's that much of a difference between the three. Mm -hmm. Jaden Daniels is my number one. And him and Drake May are real, real close. I'm ending up with one of you. And I'll be just fine. Because I have an offensive line. I have wide receivers. And now I have capital that is just out of this world. Because I'll have two first-round picks for the second consecutive year. You have one and nine this year. Mm -hmm. Even if you trade down there, you still have three and nine. I could add that quarterback and Roma Dunze, that quarterback and Leatu Latu, or whoever it is that I take at nine. Oh, and then I still have that extra second-round pick to add a little bit to the defense, add a little bit to the offensive line, maybe bring in somebody in the secondary. Safety-wise, it's not a great safety class, so probably not the way I would go. Mm -hmm. But I just keep throwing darts at a board. And I'm going to look like an idiot if I trade Caleb Williams and he becomes a star. Or I'm going to look like a genius. Because do you remember what San Francisco got in that deal? Everybody always talks about the Bears traded up one pick and San Francisco made out like a bandit. Do you remember who they got there? Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas who's a backup defensive tackle for the New York Jets. hmm. San Francisco didn't get squat, but you don't remember that because Mitch Trubisky was a bum. And then San Francisco hit a lot of players. None of them had a damn thing to do with that deal. But everybody remembers San Francisco as being geniuses because yes. they didn't get duped on Mitch Trubisky. Meanwhile, they didn't need to get duped on Mitch Trubisky.
1: No, they got duped on Solomon Thomas. Correct. and that's just where i come to yeah yeah i i don't see the need for washington or new england to me it makes more sense for somebody outside of the top three to move up atlanta makes all the sense in a way that's 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 that's, that's a group that should be giving up future capital and now that's a
2: team that's super desperate what do you think that
1: deal looks like i would say it's somewhere in the neighborhood of eight correct next year's one correct and two twos
2: oh you forgot one it's 2026 his first round pick too so i get eight. your first and second round pick next year your first and second round pick the year after that i would Mm -hmm. almost have to try to screw that up for you to come in and get caleb williams have at it and at eight guess what if i do that i probably have to stick with justin fields But do you realize how much I can put around him that way? Mm -hmm. Because almost invariably, I'm either going to get Malik Neighbors or I'm going to get Roma Dunze. Put him on the opposite side of DJ Moore. Oh, and I could still add toys the next two years. I can maneuver this draft board masterfully. And if I'm Ryan Poles, I don't have to be great next year. I need to make the playoffs. But I'm in a division with the Lions and the Packers, who appear to have done it again with Jordan Love. If I can just sneak into the playoffs and I've got two years of double first-round picks still coming, i got all the latitude in the world Mm -hmm. because you'll be super patient with me. But what if Caleb Williams turns into a star? What if he does? Does that mean he would have done it with me? No. Because Jay Cutler was a star with the Denver Broncos. Was he a star with the Bears? No, we made memes of him with a cigarette in his mouth and called him smoking Jay Cutler. Uh Uh-huh. You have the world by the tail here. The one mistake you can make is Caleb Williams. It's taking the quarterback. I would rather you keep Justin Fields and just roll that way and get the capital from Atlanta to build this team out. And I don't believe in Justin Fields at all. But it's so funny to me that the number one comp of Caleb Williams for me is justin fields if i hear one more person say pat mahomes i'm going to pour flour in my <laughs> hand and i'm going to antique you right on the cheek <laughs> because that is the dumbest thing i think i've ever heard somebody say out loud Antique take you you know what antique take it is that's no. where you wait for somebody to fall asleep you got a handful
1: of flour and just Broom!
2: right in a, and then flour goes everywhere and they look like
1: ah, an antique doll i never heard that before Interesting. of course you haven't mm-hmm it's those weird drunken frat games that i never i never played. yeah you don't know strike me as the guy that would do those things uh no not so much i'm usually the guy that passes out and ends up with marker on my forehead correct just the, yeah, little, most of the, the parties- little difference between the the two sides of the table here in the sports sportsocracy no doubt we come out we, we go at all angles here taking most of the parties i went to you would have had a little talking hot dog on your forehead i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> more than likely and it wouldn't have been the first time it is the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. and look i i i feel like the chicago bears i don't know that they're gonna get the 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 big deal for the number one pick i don't know that anybody's jumping at that chance no doubt no doubt they are no doubt they are Hmm. because
2: look at it from the owner's perspective Caleb Williams has been the ordained number one pick for three solid years. And I get to put this kid on billboards and forefront, and it fixes all of my ills. Think about Washington. Who's the face of that franchise right now? Terry McLaurin? Mm -hmm. Who's the face of the New England Patriots
1: franchise right now? Matthew Judon, Devontae Parker, <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson. I keep coming back to he's the only Elliott. talent. He's the only talent on that offense. Desperate teams do desperate things. Maybe so. I just I I feel like everybody would be okay to sit where they're at. Maybe get a quarterback, and if New England doesn't like their chances, then they go with a wide receiver and move on.
2: I think New England's the most interesting one to me because, like I said when we started this, every time I do a mock draft, I always walk away from it going, man, when I take a quarterback, I hate what I end up with. Every single time. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Mm -hmm. Chicago, I take Caleb Williams at one. I had him taking Roma Dunze, but the further down this rabbit hole we get, I mean, we're going to see a Dunze run next week. If he runs sub four or five, guess what? You're not getting him at nine. No shot. So then what do you do? What am I going to put around Caleb Williams? Mm-hmm. I don't need an offensive lineman. I'm pretty, it's not that I'm set there. It's just not something I'm doing at nine. So I get Dallas Turner. Awesome. Doesn't really do much for me. But as soon as I move down and I open up this whole bevy of options, I can get that receiver. I can give that to Justin Fields, and I don't have to pay him. And something you said is what made me think about this franchise tag is a beautiful thing yes because i don't think anybody's ever franchised a quarterback and gone man i wish i hadn't done that you know when they do feel like oops oopsie poopsie when you give them that four-year deal at 40 plus million dollars a year Mm -hmm. i got four years of team control with justin fields left because he's still on a cheap deal this year i can kick in the team option next year and then i could franchise him twice if i needed to but what i could also do is take all this draft capital and then go get the quarterback that I actually want. Not the one that I'm sitting here going, you know, we could do this, but this feels awful similar to what we're trading away. And Justin Fields could go to Pittsburgh and be a superstar, and I look like an idiot. Or I could take Caleb Williams, Justin Fields is serviceable, and Caleb Williams cries week one, and I look like an idiot. You see where I'm headed with this? No doubt. I feel like the quarterback is the trap. I said this months ago. It's just an offhand comment, and the further down this rabbit hole we've gone, the more I feel that way. Mm -hmm. If you take a quarterback here, because you absolutely have to, and you're ignoring the fact, unlike NFL.com, that none of these guys really belong in the top ten. None of them. They all have warts. They all have huge red flags that would scare me to death. You know who doesn't? Marvin Harrison. You know who else doesn't? Jared Verse. Mm -hmm. You know who else doesn't? Malik Neighbors. You know who else doesn't? Joe Alt, You know who else doesn't? Olaf Ashana. I could do this for a minute. But God, we got to get the quarterback. The quarterback's all that matters.
1: You sure? Because I'm not so sure. There's lots of pressure when you've never had one. And the Bears have never had one. That's their problem. You still have that fan that's chasing after the next best thing. Justin Fields was that for you three years ago. Are you ready to bail on that, or are you going to keep him around for a little while and continue to build around him? I'm glad I'm not paid to make that call. Uh, Who is Abby Lee Miller? I'm not sure. I don't know who that is either, and I'm not sure I care because
2: this is really funny. Notorious B.I.G. said Caleb Williams is closer to Abby Lee Miller than Patrick Mahomes. They both cry in their mother's arms. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to search that and and hope that
1: wasn't real... (laughs) falafel dope Uh uh-huh you're in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does WNC auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on Instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear WNC auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call WNC auto detail at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option.
2: There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green.
1: And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect.
2: Always drink, respond and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your
1: local retailer.
6: At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices,
0: love the savings.
1: You must be outside your mind. The
0: sportsocracy.
1: Just a bit outside. He tried the
7: corner and missed.
1: It is ESPN Asheville. This is the sportsocracy. I am I'm completely consumed by by the solar eclipse that's coming on april the eighth. We have new news.
2: Oh what did the sun
1: sprout a new sun? We have new news. It's actually gonna cause problems in the city of Cleveland. For the home opener for the Cleveland Guardians. They're scheduled to take the field at 4 o'clock. Problem is, it's going to be not night time at 4 o'clock on, the, on April the 8th because they are in the path of totality. So now they have decided that we're going to have to move opening day by an hour because of the solar eclipse that will black out the sun. And ma- mainly, it's because Cleveland is so damn cheap, they don't want to have to turn on the lights twice.
2: I mean, it is expensive.
1: <laughs>
2: what What is that totality thing you keep saying? It's the path of totality. You sound, the... every time you use that phrase, you sound like Al Gore. Really? Like you're telling me some made-up crap that I've never heard of. The path of totality. <laughs> Lockbox. You've never heard that before? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something Lex Luthor would tell Superman. You're in the path of totality. <laughs>
1: Now, there's a path across the United States where it's going to get completely dark in the middle of the day because the moon will block out the sun. Yeah, and it I, gets dark from all horizons. That That's the coolest part to me, as far as the eye can see. You can barely see some silver lining on the edge, but it's the middle of the day and the sun blacks out. That's, that's a pretty cool thing. Back My satisfied
2: minute. Browns fan did not love your dig at Cleveland. Oh, I'm sorry. He said, "Watch your mouth, Master Ugly." I,
1: mean, I don't know what that me means. wrong. Uh, Cleveland sports franchises don't seem like they uh, penny pinch to you. I mean, unless they're the Cleveland Browns swinging for the fences for a quarterback that, well, it's got a checkered past. Just a tad. Am I digging too deep here for you, or hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey,
2: it's you this time. So. Patrick Holt said, Mr. Burns already did this. He blocked out the sun. That he did. Simpsons did it. He could do anything. My story is about Antonio Pierce and how his Raiders will be channeling the bad boy pistons when they play Pat Mahomes, as long as he is the Vegas Raiders head coach. He went on Max Crosby's The Rush podcast. Eh? Can we stop with everybody having a podcast? And yes, I do understand that there's a pot and kettle there i get it 100 percent. there are some people that just maybe you shouldn't i mean (laughs) max crosby it's fine you're i'm sure you're fine
1: i was gonna say have you listened to the to the rush podcast it might be good uh well micah's kind of funny on his podcast yeah the day we had the dwayne wade podcast
2: that's when i went maybe we shouldn't (laughs) give everyone one maybe (laughs) we should say no
1: everyone's at all look all voices need to be heard
2: anyway Uh, Pierce was asked about their 20 to 14 Christmas Day upset in Kansas City. And basically what he told Max Crosby is that in the week before the game, they were supposed to hate the color red. He showed them videos of famous boxing and MMA fights and showed them how the Detroit Pistons approached playing Michael Jordan in the late 80s. Do you remember the Jordan rules? Were you into basketball enough to really remember that? I don't remember. Basically, that. the Bad Boy Pistons looked at Michael Jordan and went, "We are going to falafel you up any time you come near this basket. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw elbows. Mm-hmm. I think they threw some punches." Michael Jordan came out of every game with the Pistons and looked like he had been in a bar fight. Oh yeah, Bill Laimbeer.
1: He was a useful piece. So that's that it. Well, is that the sum of the story?
2: How long is it going to take before somebody draws the Greg Williams? Comparison. Oh, we got bounties out on Pat Mahomes because mm-hmm. I know it's coming. Yeah, I read this and I went, God have mercy on your soul if you actually hurt him. If you come in next year, hit him late, and he gets hurt, they will literally eviscerate every one of you.
1: Yeah, they'll throw the book at you.
2: Am I the only one that feels like some of these guys should look at podcasts and just go? I think I'm good. I don't think I'm yes. going to. I don't think I'm going to say something that could be used against me at a later date.
1: I think it's one of the best things that could happen to the league. I mean, if you're what having a f- bad boy? N- no, I mean if you're having all these podcasts because now I have all of this new information coming from all different sources that I never had before. I've got Max Crosby out here talking about what goes on in the locker room. I've got, you know, Micah Parsons giving his real thoughts on what's in. and what I think it's a good thing for the league because what if something does happen? Then I can go back on that and go, you said on your podcast. From an administrative standpoint, from a CYA standpoint, it could be a good thing for the league. I mean, anytime it's not we, bad for me it's bad for the players not bad for me anytime we talk about
2: podcasts this long i feel the urge to make that keith morrison reference again on his podcast was she a little old woman or was she guilty of murder <laughs> <laughs> Love i want him to narrate my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: would you like a big mac or a double cheeseburger so that's your new pick it's no longer james spader James Spader is good, but can't, I just—I I love that Keith Morrison, everything's a question. Would you like a domestic light or two fireballs? <laughs> <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll take a break when we come back from the break. It'll be time to fix... The New York Giants. The New York football Giants. Whoa, I feel like this is a tough task.
2: It may be an impossible task.
1: Could be. Could be. It's going to be a big year, big decision year for Brian Dable and company. And we'll talk about it up next here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400.
7: Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com,
4: your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa sells WNC at gmail.com.
1: The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster
2: Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan.
1: The Beast Unleashed, six percent alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be twenty-one or over. Beast Unleashed available at your local retailer. The
0: Sportsocracy.
1: Ice up, son. Ice up. Back of the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. It's time to fix another NFL franchise. Upcoming year. How do you turn around? The cesspool that was the New York Giants this past year—you had coaches fighting amongst each other. You had the quarterback that you overpaid got hurt, Daniel Jones with the torn ACL. What a wasted contract that was. Oh. Now you've now you've invited more offseason turmoil, possibly with your actual franchise player, who is Saquon Barkley. It's, it's it's not a great scenario for Brian Daybowl and Joe Shane to be in. Right?
2: Oh, yeah, because not only uh, it, you, you pointed this out, but you didn't really. Uh, because you got to get Saquon done. Oh, yeah, and you only have $20 million. Oh, and getting more money is going to be kind of difficult because you've kicked so many cans down the road. You could restructure Daniel Jones. The only problem is that means you can't get out of that deal in a year. You can restructure Andrew Thomas, you can restructure Dexter Lawrence, but is that actually helping you? Is there anything that you're going to do here that makes this team really competitive? No. I agree.
1: (laughs) No, because you're staring up at, at, at your division.
2: Well, I mean, you're staring up at the Eagles. You're staring up at the Cowboys. You and the Commanders are in. I was going to say. You're
1: in the poop tier. You're 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 close to staring up at the Commanders.
2: Well, well, because they have a lot of draft capital. They have a lot of money. Exactly. Something that you don't have. Now, they what, have now, the Giants have a good amount of draft capital. They got two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. Second one from that Leonard Williams deal. I mean, am I the only one looking at this going, I'm just taking the best player available. I'm trying to get the the talent level up here. And I'm gonna address that quarterback in a year. Now, if one of the quarterbacks fell to six, okay. Now we would have now we would have a discussion to have. But even if that happened, would you take them? Is that too high for JJ McCarthy? Yes. It is for me. Look, I don't love the fact he's being talked about in the top fifteen. So you take him at six over Roma Dunze oh <laughs> we gonna talk you are opening yourself up for dumb dumb talk
1: am i a trade down candidate can i trade back and possibly get more capital well the problem and with still trading, draft that quarterback the problem with trading back is that
2: that's what everybody wants to do mm-hmm. i mean name me the team in the top 10 we talked about justin fields in chicago in the first hour they traded twice and i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility but they control everything they have the second most attractive quarterback on the market, and they have the number one pick. With the Giants, you're you're getting what's there. Mm-hmm. Am I telling you it couldn't happen? No. If Jaden Daniels somehow fell to six, the Raiders would be blowing your phone up. And that could be the best thing you could do is have the draft capital for a year from now because I don't like the idea of putting Jaden Daniels behind this line with this receiving court where I'm looking at injury-prone Darren Waller, I'm looking at little tiny Wandale Robinson, who I like, don't get me wrong, but then it gets into Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton and Jalen Hyatt. And Am I going to have Saquon or not? Brian Dayball has to have the angina on a daily basis because he has to be looking around going, am I in a zero-sum game here? Is there a win in this for me? I set the expectation too high that first year because I made Daniel Jones look way better than he is. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I bring that back
1: out of him? Because without you that, got, you're dead in the water. You you, you hope you can. You, you hope that this is a Geno Smith type situation where <sighs> you can get it. one good year out of him until you can get out of the deal. Because I don't think there's a path to Daniel Jones being great enough for them to kick in further time on this is is i say they get roma dunze at six which i think is the most likely that provides some kind of pop for this offense daniel jones is able to be i'm not gonna say geno smith of last year or baker mayfield of this past year but if he's close does that earn him anything does that
2: earn him another year Well, I mean, here's the problem. He's been an average to below-average NFL quarterback four of his five years. He had the one good year, but even in that good year, and I feel like we don't – I feel like this revision is history. How many yards did he throw for in 22? Best year he's ever had. 32? That's exactly right. Okay. 32.05. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Is that guy winning you anything? Really? That's your high-water mark. It's just not that good. It's not $47 million. That's for damn sure. And so you've got this albatross hanging around your neck, and I just feel like it really limits what you can do. Even if you do good things. Let's say he has another year like that. What was that yield? Best case scenario, team that has practically no money, not really going to be a big free agency player no matter what they do. You add a slew of rookies, You've got a new defensive coordinator and the same old offense. What's the best that could be? Seven and ten. I would have said nine and eight and you sneak in the playoffs because I think the NFCs that bad. Okay. But even then, do is that enough to save Brian Dayball? All right, so he gets another year. Are you going to feel great a year from now? <sighs> the New York Giants, to me, are wow. in the worst position you can possibly be in because you're, you have become the blind man that's been put in the round room and told to pee in the corner. But there's not a corner. Yeah, we know. Yeah, That was the point.
1: Your best case scenario is sneak into the playoffs and get one more year. If you're Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. One more disaster, and we're making changes because this is New York. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, for better or worse, it's not or worse. It's worse.
4: <laughs> there is no better. The worst is worse is worse. You have tied
1: yourself to him. Mm-hmm. We warned you not to but you did it anyway, so peace out.
2: All right. What else
1: can you salvage?
2: I'm going to give you a couple players. You tell me, and and you would save enough to justify it. You tell me if this is a guy that can be a benchmark piece on a playoff team. Mm -hmm. Not even a championship team, a playoff team. Uh, Darren Waller at $14 million. No. You can save 11-6 by cutting him. Do it now. Done. I, I agree with you. Darius Slayton at $8 million. Save 6.2 by cutting him outright. Do it. That one's a little closer, but I tend to agree with you. Uh, Mark Glowinski. Uh, Older guard. I think I'm doing that. I'm doing it too because I'm planning on taking that tackle at some point and I'm going to slide Evan Neal into guard. Mm Mm-hmm then at least I can look at this and go, I've got an edge rusher in Thibodeau. I've got the line that's getting better because I've got Schmitz and Neal and whoever the rookie is and Andrew Thomas. And now I'm at least building a team that whoever the next quarterback is, I'm putting you in a position that you can succeed. I'm not saying that you will. There are no sure things in this league. A year from now, they could be picking in the top 10 and we could be talking about Quinn Ewers and I'm trying to think. uh, Shadour Sanders and... None of those guys may be – this may be the better of the two quarterback classes, and I don't think this one's all that great in the first place. There's no guarantee. But how do you put yourself in the best position to succeed? And that's what I'm doing if I'm the Giants. If I'm Day if I'm uh, Shane, I may need some assurances from the ownership. But this is also a team that hasn't been quick on the trigger. They're so, the opposite of David Depper. So
1: what, did we just save them $20 million at least? In those moves? Actually, a little more than about 23. There you go. It's It's almost a a 24. So that puts you up to $45 million to use in free agency? Math is hard. You're in that 43 range. Yeah. It's roundabout. (laughs)
2: give or take 43 55 million
1: dollars to billion
2: dollar teams oh it's a mess you got (laughs) there's there's two whole messes one whole mess half a mess no mess i threw the dart it hit the board i feel
1: i feel okay about that on a six Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i just don't see there's look you can make moves here but you're just treading water If you're the New York Giants, there's nothing that I think this team can do to capture lightning in a bottle and end up threatening for the division or making a giant run in the playoffs. What you're doing is you're trying to make the best of a bad situation. What is the best thing that could happen
2: to the Giants this year? And I'm looking specifically to the draft.
1: The best thing that could happen for them, they draft Roma Dunze in the first round at six. They have a second round pick. at two. They have two second-round picks. They pick at six. Yes, so, and then 16. So, so
2: forty.
1: I think it's 48 and 30, 38 and 48 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of the quarterbacks falls, and I get a chance to either trade up back into the first round. Panics, Nicks. Exactly. Nick, I'm looking at McCarthy, which I doubt he's going to get out of the top 15. He won't. But, but if you were, Bo Nicks would be an upgrade. Michael Penix would be an upgrade and i feel Panics, like they both I agree could... with
2: you but nicks i really don't yeah i
1: don't know for me the ideal... Knicks may be more of the same i that's where i'm at you're getting you're getting daniel jones uh Light. 2.0 that's that's just a little bit faster than that last internet that you had <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he's not
2: faster than daniel jones
1: no no, no, no. i'm saying I, i'm saying i'm making the comparison here to this is like 1990s net 0.15 the so new went, disc just came in and we went yeah it's a little better
2: so you went 28k to 56k yes uh, to me best case scenario you take joe alt at six you put him on the left slide, side you put andrew thomas on the right side back to his natural position slide evan Neal into guard you get a, a receiver there in the second round you add I love Edger and Cooper. I think the fit there is phenomenal. But even if it's not him, I'm going to add somebody in the front seven with that second-round second, second round pick, and then I'll worry about quarterback in a year. I wouldn't be averse to bring back to Taylor. I think to Rod Taylor is the best quarterback that could start for this team one year from now. Hmm. I think you will win more games with to Taylor than you will with Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, Daniel Jones. Okay. So if you're trying to keep your job, that's how I would do it.
1: I think I would go after the guy who's going to take over for Daniel Jones when I'm out of that deal next year. And I don't think you have access
2: to that guy. All right.
1: You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400.
0: Fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's
1: best sports talk. It is
0: gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better your lunchtime dose of dumbassery live from the ingle studio
1: and welcome back into the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am 1400 and the sportsocracy seen everywhere on youtube just go to thesportocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat it is uh franchise tag time in the nfl the window that it opened yesterday it runs through march the 5th and this is when the teams get to pick who they're gonna who they're gonna keep for the average of the top five salary at their position that's how this goes there are different tags. Do are we in danger of anybody having like the transition tag and all of that used? There, there are a few Do we need to explain it, is my question. Um, I mean if you want to. I I, I mean, I'm gonna okay. Would you like to explain it? Because I don't care enough to understand it. <laughs> okay, so you have the
2: non exclusive franchise tag, uh-huh. Which is basically what any player here is gonna get. The exclusive franchise tag is what we got with Lamar Jackson. So that's a lot more compensation. The exclusive basically means you're coming back. Mm-hmm. Non exclusive means that a team could negotiate with you, it's just going to cost a lot. So then you get into the transition tag, which you get into original draft compensation, right of first refusal. There are a few guys that I could see getting the transition tag. We haven't gotten a lot of those in the last few years. Mm-hmm. That's almost become a thing of the past. So I'm not going to say it can't happen. I just there are a few, and we'll talk about them as we go. Yes, there's one specifically that I'm thinking of that plays for
1: one of our two teams.
2: That would make a lot of sense on the transition tag.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, and and like like you said, we'll uh, we'll let you know when we get there. There are obvious choices forgetting the franchise tag Mm -hmm. there are some teams that have tough calls to make so let's start with the no doubters the no no doubters the no doubters
2: so you give me the list of no doubters you have i will tell you if i hear one that doesn't strike my fancy i'll let you know
1: okay the carolina panthers with brian burns to me that's a no doubter because you you gotta have something you you have to be able to bring keep him in and trade him for something if you don't plan on getting the long term deal done.
2: The tag and trade to me feels really likely, uh, because Carolina doesn't have a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And I keep looking at the Rams. You know, there's a rumor that Carolina turned down two ones and a three. I never have believed that. I mean, if you did turn that down, you're morons because there is no player. Especially not a situational pass rusher like this. That mm-hmm. is worth that. Mm-hmm. So if you turned that down, knowing you had to pay the guy, you kind of deserve what you're getting here. I think if the Rams came along and said, we'll give you our first-round pick, we'll give you a conditional third-round pick a year from now, Carolina no. would go, away you go. Yes, yes. Done deal. But
1: you have to use the tag on him. And it's $23 million? Yes. I believe is the number that I saw. And the negotiation was that or or the, the report that we had yesterday was that the negotiations sh- stopped at he wants thirty. And which the Panthers is were nowhere close.
2: The only thing is you do have to look at he is he's seen as a linebacker, which causes his number to be a little higher because defensive ends the tag is shorter. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's getting thirty million dollars. Never have, probably never will. But if I'm Carolina, I can't let you walk for nothing. I just don't have enough players. Yeah. There's not enough talent on this roster for me to sit back and wait for a third round comp pick a year from now.
1: He thinks he's a part of the elite class of edge rushers in the NFL. And I would say you that you agree he's, with that? I'd say he's at the bottom of that tier. He's 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 like the second tier, almost elite, like the top of the second tier. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna
2: say a phrase and you tell me the number that belongs in it. Okay. Brian Burns is a top blank edge rusher in this league? Eight. I would have said 12. Okay. So you're a little higher than me, but not much.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: I tend to agree. So not quite worth 30. No. I mean, he's 25 years old. Maybe 28. (laughs) He's 25 years old. He's got scheme flexibility. I think somebody will come off the first round. Yes. Okay. Especially with there only being a couple. I look at this draft and go Jared verse, Dallas Turner, Leotu Latu. That's the only edge rushers that go in the first day. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see
1: a possibility for another one.
2: That helps Carolina in the negotiation.
1: I don't think you're going to get uh, uh, far in the negotiation. I could be wrong. But the the main question is, is um, is Dan Morgan an idiot? I, and I would say no. No, he's not an idiot. He will. They'll use the franchise tag, and we'll see where it goes from there. The other no-doubter... To me, after reassessing re- and noticing that they had a boatload of money, it's the Cincinnati Bengals and T. Higgins.
2: Yes. I would say T. Higgins is a no-doubter. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you're going to let him get on the open market solely because the beauty of Cincinnati is we have all these weapons. We have Joe Burrow. The defense is good, not great, and this is how – we think we're in a Super Bowl window. Mm-hmm. So I'm not letting that guy get out of town.
1: No. Because, I one, I can afford it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the
2: tag is only 26, 20 20.6. 20. Sorry. I yes. said that in a weird way. And that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. His market value is higher than that.
1: Um, Tampa Bay, Antoine, Winfield. Antoine Winfield, end of discussion. I heard <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to back off on Adam Schefter. Like I've, I feel like he's getting bad information from somebody or he just floats these ridiculous things to, to, to play the game of, I need the likes. But but he said said yesterday that it's not out of the discussion to think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would franchise tag Baker Mayfield for $36 million. No shot. Not a chance. And do what with Antoine Winfield? Well, unless you get a long-term
2: deal done with with Winfield. And then it makes sense because you bring him back at that one-year deal, you've only got the one-year deal. You didn't have to stack up the years, and if he comes in under somebody not named Dave Canales and looks like Baker
1: Mayfield, Mm -hmm. then you're not stuck There was no qualifier there. It was just an either-or choice, and it was, no, they might go to Baker Mayfield instead of, no, they wouldn't. Antoine Winfield is not getting out of Tampa Bay. No. No chance. And I feel
2: very sure of that.
1: Uh, And then the, I don't know if it's a no-doubter, but the Chicago Bears and Jalen Johnson, I would almost feel like that's a no-doubter. I would keep him if it were me. So
2: Ryan Poles has said he's, quote, not going anywhere, and there has been optimism that they could get a deal done. Mm-hmm. If the deal's not done by March 5th, I would say they they slap the tag on him. At 21 and some change? Yes. You're just not. Um, a spe- well, what I'm 18, looking at says 18-8. Eight. Okay. I'm I'm
1: all in. For some reason, I had
2: 21 million. I don't know why that was. Oh, he's wanting that's what he's wanting in a long term deal. 18 8 would be the franchise tag.
1: Give him what he wants.
2: I don't know that I'm going to do that. He was really good last year. I was going to say, you wouldn't be in at 21? That seems
1: reasonable to me.
2: Well, you got to be careful that is this one-year wonder, is this a guy that cashes in on on the one year? Because he had been good, not great before last year. Yes. Then Chicago started floating that they were going to trade him. Nobody was okay with it. I mean, this is a guy that couldn't get a third-round pick last year.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I won't say it's a no-doubter. But if I'm Chicago, he's staying in the fold one way or the other. If I can't get
1: the long-term deal done, then I will franchise tag him and just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, the only other no doubter situation is in Kansas City, but I still don't know which one's the no doubter. It's one of the two of Lejarius Snead and Chris Jones. Whoever you you feel like you can negotiate easier with and get to that number with, then you franchise tag the other one.
2: It's Lejarius Snead for me. It's not close. He's eighteen million dollars. Chris Jones would be thirty two. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't want to let Chris Jones out the buil- out of the building. There comes a time where I may not have a choice, and if one of these guys is getting out of the building, it will be Chris Jones, not Lejarius Snead,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because he's fourteen
1: million dollars more expensive, and I think that's on the low side. If I'm okay with paying Jalen Johnson twenty one million, then how I'm much... fine
2: playing eighteen to to <laughs> I was going
1: to say, but how much do you think I'd be okay paying Lejarius Snead? To me, the, to me there wouldn't be much of a, a negotiation here. I'd pretty much give him what he wants. Because I don't think, I mean, unless he's coming at me with record-setting kind of figures. Now, this is what I but would I do. Don't, I don't see that. I've never, I've not heard that reported that that's what he wants.
2: Well, this is what I would do. But I, I can't say that this is a no doubter. I could see a path that Kansas City doesn't put a tag on either one of them. I mean, you've drafted four cornerbacks in two years, Mm -hmm. so you've stocked the cupboard pretty deep here with the intent, it appears from the outside looking in, to not have to overpay LeJarrius Sneed if you don't have to. And he's going to get a bag. Yes. This cornerback class is not great. It's Kenyon Mitchell and a whole mess of question marks.
1: As top-heavy as things are already with the Chiefs, how much – Worse does this get if you add Legarius to the to the mix? Because you'd have Patrick making his half a billion. You you'd have Travis Kelsey with his number, whatever that wherever that's at. Well, I
2: mean that's the way Kansas City's going to be for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. This is the reason they make so many moves in the draft. This is the reason they have so many draft picks every year. Is because they're stacking the bottom of that roster with cheap talent, team controlled talent, and. Like I said, I can't tell you definitively that they're going to franchise LeJarius Snead. I can tell you almost definitively they're not going to do it to Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. The big question mark is do you get a deal done with either one going in?
1: Last one Jacksonville. Josh Allen. Josh no Allen. Doubt. No doubt. No doubt. If you don't do it, there will be a
2: feeding frenzy on him. Mm hmm. For the same thing that I said earlier about Brian Burns. There just aren't great pass rushers that are going to hit the market like this.
1: Where they're at, uh, $23 is the number for edge rushers?
2: It's fine. Uh, If they get a long-term deal done with him, I would say it's going to be more expensive than Mm -hmm.
5: that.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Last three years, do you know where Josh Allen ranks in pass rusher statistics? What, like win rate? So, in terms of pressures... He's sixth.
1: That makes sense in the
2: league over the last three years. He's tied for tenth in sacks. Oh, and by the way, he's still real, real, real young. <laughs>
6: yeah. Oh, uh, well,
2: he's twenty six
1: years old right now. I struggle the most on the defensive side of the ball, and I don't think I'm get ready to get rid of my chief pass rusher. No, there's just not a great way to replace him.
2: And so I, I look at that one as a as a no-doubter. Is that your last no-doubter?
1: Yeah. Because
2: there's one I feel like you're leaving out. Okay. And you leave it out every time we do uh,
1: Is it Baltimore? No.
2: I don't think that's a no-doubter at all. And in the next segment, we'll talk about the, well, we could.
1: How about Indianapolis? Nope. Nope. Which one?
2: Miami. Christian Wilkins. Ah, uh, yes. He ain't getting out of this building. Mm-hmm. Miami is hemorrhaged against the cap. They're $51 million over the cap right now. But they also have a lot of movable deals that would allow them to restructure contracts. You're probably not going to be able to do anything else. This is long where I thought Miami's build is you've done this in a way that you really painted yourself in a corner mm-hmm. because you can't do much to make this roster better. But you also can't lose Christian Wilkins because what are you going to replace him with? Oh, well, we'll go take one at 21. Okay. Do you want to tell me who that guy is? Because uh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> who I'm just sort of With bated breath waiting you to hear to, that Give one me day. a name. Mr. Thomas. That's the only one I can think of. And Byron Murphy. That's a that's a that's just a different prospect. Mm-hmm. He's not Christian Wilkins. And, I, and look, I understand Christian Wilkins was better this year than he's been probably the other four years of his career combined. Mm-hmm. He was still pretty good in those years, too. He just didn't register the stats. He's always been a headache, and to me, you can't you can't let guys like this walk out the door. Not if you think you're a Super Bowl contender. It's one thing if you think this roster is in flux, but if you do, then I don't really understand why you traded for Jalen Ramsey.
1: I mean, there are very few times that I feel like a team should just ah tap out on a— because that's why we call this the franchise tag, because this is a franchise player— mm-hmm. That you want to keep in your building. It's just hard for me to imagine any team not using it when it's within their grasp.
2: Well, there's, a, you know there's a reason for that, right? Because there's absolutely nothing you can do with this. Whatever the tag amount is, you will pay that. Yes. You will pay that in cash. Yes. It will be against your, your cap and the ledger. And there is nothing you can do to make it more palatable. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that you don't use it every year. Look, the NFL NFLPA wants franchise tax to go away. It's never going to, ever. You can fight this fight until I'm old, gray, and feeble, which at the rate I'm going might be two or three weeks from now. It's never going away. Mm -hmm. But they have de-incentivized it. When they put the escalator in it of that it goes to 120% the second year, Mm -hmm. that was a concession that makes it harder to use. Mm -hmm. Because now, whoever the – like Christian Wilkins, he's a perfect example. Let's say Miami tags him. Who has the leverage in those negotiations now? It's him. It's completely him. He's yeah. going to get $21 million from Miami. You're going to have to pay him every cent of that. And over the course of the year, you can't really even negotiate. You've got to get it done by June or July. I don't remember exactly when that deadline is. It's one or the other. So then you go into the off season. It's not like I'm going to tag you again. I'm not going to tag you at $25 million next year. So it, it, there is there is more of a yin and yang here than people want to let on, but I can't imagine Miami not doing everything to keep him yeah. inside the building.
1: I like this system. I like. I, I like the idea of teams being able to control the guys for a reasonable price mm-hmm. for another year. If they're this good that you're talking about giving them top five money, yeah, this is this is the best solution possible.
2: Well, you're getting a bag. You're just not getting security. Mm-hmm. So there is, like I said, it's a yin and yang system. You will be one of the highest paid players at your position in the league. But you do have to go out there and perform again. So I understand why the players don't like it. I also understand why the teams do like it.
1: We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue the discussion here about franchise tag or not because there are some teams that do have big question marks and they could set themselves back if they choose the wrong player or choose to give the franchise tag to the wrong player. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville.
6: At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings.
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now.
4: you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com.
1: The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. We're back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville inside the Ingalls studio. Time to franchise or not. So... Do, do Can you make wagers on this stuff? Can 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 we – do they take wagers on where players go? Well, such?
2: that's an aggressive prop bet. There are a lot of prop bets that you can make, a lot of them with the NFL draft, some of them with free agency, but not necessarily who's going to get tagged.
1: Really? Really? Huh. Well, uh, I mean, if you could make wagers on that kind of stuff, I guess this will be the last Draftmas season that you won't be able to put – weight. well, actually – You will be able to because the draft isn't coming up until April. And on March 11th, that is when it all goes live in the state of North Carolina. And you can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And it's all coming soon to North Carolina. March 11th, it won't be long until you can bet on same-game parlays, money lines, and props. All with DraftKings right here in North Carolina. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet on all your favorite sports once we go live only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming to North Carolina again March 11th. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or go to MoreThanAGame.nc dot gov 21 plus north carolina only eligibility restrictions apply subject to regulatory licensing requirements see terms at draftkings.com sportsbook nc i don't know if they are gonna allow those uh those those you know or, or if they offer the wagers they don't. on okay. where the They're on indulgent. where the franchise tags go but they should that's the uh, no
2: they shouldn't because it not? would be too damn easy
1: oh come on you give spreads on everything else.
2: Not everything else.
1: Okay. All there's right, a reason anyway. you
2: don't do that, and it's because there's people like me. <laughs> it's
1: too easy to figure out where the where this is all going to go. So let's see. Baltimore, you say, is a question mark as to whether or not I think it's a question mark. They use it on Justin Matabuike. Just all right. Explain it to me. I feel like he, he had, had a, a career hell of year. A year. He yeah. Did. And why would I want to let him go? He's a defensive tackle, so it's going to cost me what? $18 million? No, it's more than that.
2: 20.9.
1: He's just not worth it. Uh,
2: Well, here's my problem. Mm -hmm. He had 13 sacks this year. How many did he have in every other year before that? It was eight and a half. But but, Christian Wilkins, I understand that. If you watch the tape on Christian Wilkins, he was that same level of impactful every year. Stats just weren't there. Mm -hmm. This was a total outlier in that Mike McDonald system. Look, if you let him hit the market, somebody's going to give him a boatload of money. Do I think he's worth $21 million? Yeah. One year. I'm not sure that this is who he is.
1: Are you?
8: No. Do you look at him and go that's
1: a top five defensive tackle in this league? Maybe not sustained, but for next year could be. And it could pay off. So this is where I would use it to to my benefit of I can pay him what he's worth right now mm-hmm. and not have to be tied down to paying him twenty million dollars five years from now with a long term deal. I
2: guess my problem is I just look at Matt Abuike and I already have Travis Jones. I've already got, I got a lot of guys that I think can be really good in this system. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure I'm playing uh, that I'm paying top flight money for one year. Okay. I mean, fact or fiction, you could easily see Matt Abuike being the guy that doesn't sign, goes out on the free agent market, gets a hundred million dollar four year
1: deal, and three years from now we're going. Good God, that was a nightmare. Yes. Yes, and th- there's no doubt about it. But uh, but also going at it from my angle, it, that to me that makes the case for doing it now, and just giving him twenty million dollars and we'll be good, and then you can hit the market next year. I get it. But I'm in a window, mm-hmm. and You're I want wrong. every piece that I can, and I don't want to let him out of the building. You're I don't wrong. want him to end up, you know, going in Cincinnati. to Cincinnati, exactly, somewhere where it could hurt me. Mm-hmm. I get it. I can't guarantee that he's going to go to Seattle and be out of my hair. <laughs> Although that is the most likely spot. Yes, it is. Then Michael Pittman Jr. with the Indianapolis Colts. I thought you'd be all in for this. I don't know that I have to. I don't know that I have to pay him like that. Hmm. You don't think anybody else is going to give him 20 No. On the open market? I, I don't. Ask yourself this question.
2: Who really needs receivers? Like just dying for receiver help are all in the top 10,
5: mm-hmm.
2: the Titans, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Jets. They give him $20 million to Michael Pittman? Because I'm going to say no. It's just, it's such a deep position. Would I rather pay Keon Coleman five or Michael Pittman 20? <laughs> okay, that's fair. See, I think he's going to come at a value when he sees the market because I don't think anybody's giving him that. He goes back to Indianapolis, says, this is the best offer I got. I'm going to stay here. Then you get him five years at 16, and that's a value. Yes. And that's where I'm going, as opposed to whatever the tag would be, 20.6. Yes. I don't think he's worth $20.6 million. Mm -hmm. And look, I think he's a top 32 receiver in this league. Receiver is officially getting to that same spot that running back got to a few years ago. There's so damn many of them that it's going to devalue you simple supply and demand. Mm-hmm. If the biggest or if the the most stocked position in the draft is wide receiver, that brings down the value of every free agent wide receiver. Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman, the Mike only Evans. Uh, I would agree with Evans, but I think Evans is going to bring himself down. Because I think there's only a handful of teams he would be interested in signing with. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Jets, I'm looking at the Chiefs, teams that I can win a Super Bowl with. So I'm not dead set that that Michael Pittman gets that franchise tag.
1: Okay. Sound argument there. Let's talk about the running backs because I think that's the most interesting part here is you got Eckler with the Chargers. No shot. No shot of that. No shot. Okay. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. I'm a no. He's not coming off the best year. And I don't think he had the worst season of his career. I don't don't know that he's worth $11 million. That's 12.4. Okay.
2: He's second tag. He's at 120%. Gotcha. To me, there's no shot they tag him. I think it's more likely that he does a 10-a-year, three-year deal. So three for 30 with maybe six total in incentive. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe 14 guaranteed. I think he's back with the Raiders. I don't think it's on a franchise tag.
1: And then there's Saquon Barkley.
2: I think he's back with the Giants, but I don't know that it's on a franchise tag.
1: This would be his second franchise Mm -hmm. tag. 12.1. He he would be 12.1 million as well. He's 27
2: is. years old. He's injury prone. I, I'll be honest with you. If any running back was going to get it, it's Saquon and it's not close. Yes, I agree. Because this is the one to me. All right, I'm going to do this for one more year. And then a year from now, I'm going to tap out. Because I'm not getting stuck in this deal. If he gets hurt again, I'm good. You can just walk. Yeah. You can walk. You can go to the Cowboys. I've heard all this talk that he's locked in on going to the Cowboys. More power to you. Sure. Do it. Go for it. I got you for I'm one more I'm not competitive year. to anything anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like with Saquon Barkley, I'm going to the playoffs. Without him, I'm going four and thirteen. <laughs> uh,
1: you're probably going six and eleven, regardless. Yeah. I'm going full bone saw with uh, Saquon Barkley. Bone saws going nowhere. I'm keeping you in in the building. I'll do it for a year, and then after that, just let you walk. Let somebody else give you the deal, because I'm not doing it. Josh Jacobs is to me. I'm good. I'm paying premium
2: for a guy coming off the worst season of his career.
1: Not happening. I'm good on that. Uh, you told me earlier, I guess it was last week, that Leonard Williams is too old for Seattle to use the I tag on him. I would be
2: shocked if they use the tag on
1: him. Okay.
2: I mean, now look, there's always one that catches me. But I would be, if you told me Seattle was using the tag on somebody, I would bet it was Jordan Brooks, not Leonard Williams. Mm-hmm. Linebacker but then you get into that problem of the linebacker tag. Because linebacker is not broken into edge rusher linebacker and off ball linebacker. So you're paying the premium on Brian Burns and all these three, four
1: edge rushers. So I would say neither one of them get it. Can't do it. Then Kyle Duggar from New England. I sixteen million for a safety. I struggle to believe it.
2: I do. I struggle to believe it. Look, he's been good, but if I was tagging anybody in New England, it'd be Michael Onwenu. I'd rather have the lineman than the safety.
1: And is he worth $19 million? Onwenu, Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Now, the question is, do you have to tag him as a guard or are you allowed to tag him as a as a tackle? Because that is that gets into a nebulous point of – Yes, offensive linemen are tagged universally, but it's not quite that simple. Really? it There is a breakdown for position? Uh, there was. There's not any more. Okay. But there's always been a thought. <sighs> okay, I'm explaining this poorly. Anwenu is not going to want to take the across the board because he plays guard and tackle. So sometimes offensive linemen get butt hurt and in their feelings because you're being tagged as an offensive lineman, not as a guard or a tackle, or in his case, a guy that plays both. Mm -hmm. A lot of times offensively, it's not that the number's going to change, it's the number that he wants in relation to what he's going to get. I explained that poorly off the jump. I'm afraid the franchise tag with Anwenu could start something that you can't finish. And then next thing you know, he's out on the open market and you lose him for nothing. Okay. Did, did that make sense after i explained it yeah a little okay <laughs> it's it's confusing but a little uh and then he played he played tackle last year offensive linemen are blended across the entire line i think he wants a bag a and he deserves a bag mm-hmm. especially after he slid in at tackle last year he had never done that in his professional life
1: but if i franchise tag him does he sit out
2: does he hold out could could if you look over the years, look how many of these have been problems with running backs and offensive linemen. There's a reason for
1: that. Okay. Uh, and I only had two other names on my list as candidates to be tagged. Jonathan Grenard. That's one. I Houston. Don't, I don't think so. I think it's more likely they take Jared
2: first or Laatu Latu or um,
1: I don't think Dallas Turner's going to fall to him. But Jonathan Grenard's really good. Yes. Am I paying him $23 million no for shot. a year? No no shot. No. I, I'll I'll be glad to reach a deal with you for mm-hmm. seventeen, maybe. Maybe I'm even a little low on that. But nah, you're high for me. He's not twenty three million. Though. He's not twenty three million dollars. Uh and then the last one, you go ahead, he's your guy. That's uh, Bryce Huff. It's Bryce Huff.
2: And I would probably throw I, he's the one that I could see getting the transition tag mm-hmm. because I won't write a first refusal and I'm not gonna lose him for nothing. Here's where I would be if I'm the Jets. You haven't developed a whole lot of homegrown talent, and this was an undrafted free agent that you brought in and he developed into this. He's going to get a bag somewhere, and I understand you can replace him with Will McDonald. I get that. I'm also not going to blink at paying him $20 million because he's worth that for a year. So there's a great chance to me that you tag and trade him. I just think you can recoup that second-round pick you're missing for him because he's so highly thought of around the league. And if you can't get the deal, then I bring him back. And I'm I'm in a window with Aaron Rodgers. Didn't work well last year, but this is
1: another usable piece, and I'm not losing him for nothing. I'm just, I, I refuse to do it. Again, Jonathan – or er, er, excuse me, it's Jonathan Bernard. Bryce Huff, he uh, he was what, a league leader in pass rush win rate for the last two years? Two years in a row. He was a percentage point better than Micah
2: Parsons last year, but he only played 41% of the snaps.
1: Who's going to get the tag? Who doesn't? Uh, I think there are going to be a lot of tags, and, of course, we will cover them all right here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville.
7: Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com, your one-stop custom apparel. apparel shops.
1: We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar
2: flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two,
1: running the option.
2: There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green.
1: And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville.
1: Let's get weird, Asheville. Back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN, Asheville. And, um, well, yeah, there are a lot of weird things that, uh, that you could say about Western North Carolina. This might be one of the weirdest I've ever heard. There are a lot of folk tales that go around about this area. There are books published on all the weird things that are hiding in these mountains.
2: Uh, Sasquatches.
1: <laughs> Sasquatches is one. Yeah, I'm thinking of the uh, the glandless goat people from uh, Murphy. Yeah, you should kind of look up that story. It's real weird. Anyway, if there I had to live without a gland, I would. that's a life I don't want to really live. They slept under the house because they didn't have any sweat glands and kept them cool. It's, it's a weird story. Anyhow, lots of weird things go on in the mountains. However, I never thought we'd we'd get to this point where the mountains of western North Carolina would be the home to the only on record self-impregnating stingray. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in for a second. Um, Your
2: story and mine couldn't be more different, but they have the, some
1: similarities. Uh, in Hendersonville, there is a place called the Aquarium and Shark Lab. Did you know that we had one of those? I did not. It's been in operation for quite a while. Uh, It started out as just a a research facility that had two or three tanks. And now it's grown and gotten more support over the years. And the story came out last week that they have a female stingray who is pregnant. The problem is they don't have a male stingray. I guess... The fish at this place kind of mingle between tanks because they found the stingray, I guess after they discovered that she was pregnant, they found that she had shark bites on her, which is common in shark mating. They'll bite each other while they're doing doing their their nature's deed. And so that started it's Also common
2: in trailer parks.
1: I'm trying. You're <laughs> not making this easy. That started the rumor that in Hendersonville, North Carolina, in this aquarium research lab, we're going to have the first ever shark stingray baby. But that's not the case because that's not a thing. Interspecies breeding is not biologically possible. So they have now determined that this stingray has parthenogenesis, which is a form of asexual reproduction that has never been recorded on record for this species of stingray. Who knew?
2: I didn't think there was ever a time where there would be so many jokes that my brain would just control alt delete itself, (laughs) but it did. And if that story was in West Virginia, I'd have a far different explanation for what happened to that stingray. (laughs) Oddly enough, that is where my story comes from charleston west virginia in the neighborhood of Kanawha city they have a landmark and it has been ronad during the during the rona times the doors were shut of a beloved restaurant in Kanawha city care to take a stab at what that restaurant is mcdonald's mcdonald's no it's 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 way more West Virginia than that. (laughs) Waffle House. Nope. I'll give you a hint. Its mascot is an owl. Hooters. It's the Hooters. The Hooters has been closed, and residents have been pining for the day Mm -hmm. that the Hooters would reopen. But now, we know definitively that will not happen. Why? Because the demolition of the Hooters has been scheduled. It will be making way for a Sheets gas station. Which look, I'm big on sheets. Could do worse. Hundred percent. That's that's a that's a formidable gas station, but it's not not Hooters. It's not a Wawa, but it sheets is sheets is better than Wawa. Is it?
5: Okay.
2: I know Josh Michael just heard that and blood came out of his ears. It's true. (laughs) It's it's true. It's It's been true. It'll always be true. (laughs) It's no Bucky's though. Ah, yeah. Bucky's has too many people. Uh, Bucky's is like the oh, I don't even know how to explain Bucky's. Bucky's is like if Walmart had a really hot date. I'll I'll pass on on Boosies, too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the demolition is set for next week. So, on Friday, they will have an event to memorialize the Hooters. It's a candlelight vigil. 6.30 to 8, they will have the wings. (laughs) They will have the wing flavors. They will even have the goat sandwich, the strip cheese in limited amounts Mm -hmm. so that this great community in West Virginia can come together and remember the good times.
1: I hope they bring back every Hooters waitress in the history of that and make them all wear the uniform. Well, they're not Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Okay, (laughs) so they're,
2: uh, (laughs) they're what? Well, I mean, here's my question the talent that you're hiring at a hooters in charlestown west virginia mm-hmm. i mean that's somebody that's been there a bunch of times it's kind of like the day shift at the trophy club like ah you know <laughs> <laughs> really, you're gonna in a college town um yeah
1: oh no i guess that's morgantown yes morgantown is charlestown the, is
2: charlestown has a college too though I think it's community college.
1: I was going to say, it's West Virginia Tech Community College. Nobody wants to see what's going on with that.
2: You ever hear that Tom Segura bit about when he was sent to the other store to pick up his tidbits? (laughs) It's kind of the same principle. (laughs) You should go to this other store. That's a weird thing to say to your best customer, but Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Uh, Show me what you got.
1: Steven Tao, Um, he says, uh, Wawa is top tier. Sheets is third rate. Mm. about third rate Mm. it's a little a little harsh well i mean it's no qt that's
2: where i was headed as somebody that worked for budweiser for a while i can tell you qt has got all the rest of you just smacked although uh sheets i believe is making its way into north carolina is it now i want qt to make its way into Asheville.
1: i did see an article the other day that uh i guess it's probably because josh michael liked it and you know we're friends on Facebook, and so I see his the things that he likes. That there's a Wawa that's coming to the Raleigh area, so he was all excited that maybe we're gonna get one. I feel like we're gonna get a Bucky's first.
2: I don't want a Bucky's. I I have no desire
1: for boosies, Okay, you just wait. They're gonna put a Bucky's in over near the Asheville outlets, and it's gonna completely just destroy every uh more than it already is the traffic over there at malfunction junction yeah i'll pass just wait i'll pass with all that (laughs) we'll go put it right next to the new tanger outlets
2: bucky's to me is like if a trailer park had a high school reunion every day Mm -hmm. with trinkets and beavers although when i say it that way it sounds like a a party that i would get an invitation (laughs) to
1: just feel like they probably got the property over there for a Bucky's. uh it is the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM
2: while we were in uh, at the senior bowl I tried to get Mullet senior to stop at a Bucky's. Mm-hmm. he looked at me like I was like I had four heads oh he like, didn't I'm not doing did that. you
1: explain to him the greatness of the beaver
2: nugget have you ever met Mullet senior he in terms of I don't love people he makes me Look like Mother Teresa. (laughs) He needs he needs you to stay six feet. He was doing six feet apart before COVID ever started. Uh, Like I I need you you that way.
1: If ever there was,
2: I need you to lay down on the sidewalk. And if when you lay down, your feet and or your head would touch me, you're too close. Okay, all right. And I respect that.
1: The the college football playoff board of managers has made the big decision. We have decided on a format for the 12 team playoff. It's the 5 plus model. It was the right way to go. It was the only way to go in I was my about opinion. To say, what was the alternative? We will discuss it up next. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual.
2: With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for
1: every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume, unleashed responsibly, must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed available at your local retailer.
4: If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissaSellsWNC.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828 828- Seven seven four six three four three 6343 or Clarissa at gmail.com.
3: The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com.
0: The Sportsocracy.
7: That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, caught
1: We are in the Sportsocracy. CSPN Asheville, the college football playoff board of managers got together and unanimously approved yesterday the 5-7 model for the 12-team playoff. This is, this is the model that guarantees a spot for a group of five champions. Woo! It takes out the guarantee for the Pac-12, since it does not exist. Well, it anymore. has two teams. Well, the thing that stuck out to stuck out to me the most about this was i I knew they were going to cave at some point. You're stuck on the. It was unanimous. It was the Pac-12 because that was the only, that was the only way this was going to change was with a unanimous vote. They got the Pac-12 to come along, or the Pac-2, if you want to refer to it that way, Uh, Washington State and Oregon State left behind in the Pac-12. They were not going to be eligible for a playoff spot over the next two years. So they were able to spin this and get the Pac-12 commissioner on board with, you need to approve this. Because you're not getting in otherwise. Well, I mean, the fear was that the
2: the Big Ten and the SEC, all right, you don't give us what we want, we'll just take our ball and go home. We don't need you. We do 12 teams out of the Big Ten and the SEC, and it will be infinitely more watchable than
1: Tulane. No doubt. Or Boise State. When they announced that they were joining forces, that was the big fear is that the two major conferences are going to separate if you don't do what they want you to.
2: That was, I did notice that, but I didn't think much about it Mm -hmm. because I just felt like that was a power play. The big boys went, nah, you're going to do what we want, or we'll just leave you out altogether. My biggest takeaway was Notre Dame. Yeah. They cannot be a top four seed ever. Sucks to suck. Uh, Join the ACC. There it is. But it won't be the ACC. No, it'll be the big team. It'll be the big team. Yeah. We want to I, push just, I feel like this is so easy to figure out if you're really paying attention. And if you're an ACC fan, not of Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, or whichever little tag along those three decide to let go with them, yesterday was not a good day for you. Because Boston College and Syracuse and Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech and I could keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Your days at the big boy table are drawing nigh, because we just forced Notre Dame to join a conference. This is the first day in the last however many years. It is better for you to be in a conference than it is to be the way that you are, because they just screwed you over. Mm-hmm. So just was it assume not that way. I I think Notre Dame was in the same boat as Oregon State and Washington State. You can oppose us, mm-hmm. we can also leave you out but because we- you have no conference affiliation. We don't have to let you in here at all, and we'll burn the other independents because I got news for you. We don't really care about UConn or whoever, I don't even know who else is left as an independent at this point. We don't really care. So you want to keep fighting this fight? That's fine.
1: You will lose because we don't need you either. Over time, we have taken option after option after option off the table for Notre Dame. Whether it be the ACC or college football as a whole or the selection committee or whoever, they've been stacking the deck against being an independent for years. Now this is the final death blow. This is the join the conference or you're not going to be recognized for what you could be. Because the idea here is that if Notre Dame was ranked number one and undefeated in the country, they've rolled through their entire schedule. Because they don't have a conference championship, they can't get the automatic bid. So that means they're forced into winning four games to try to win a national championship instead of three.
2: Mm -hmm. That's enough to get you to join a conference.
1: I would say so. The question is, which conference will it be? Well, Bob Brown had a
2: really good point that they have to choose between the NBC contract and the national championship. I don't think they're winning a national championship anyway. It's too hard. It's too hard to get players to South Bend, Indiana. The Golden Dome was enough for a long time, and being on NBC was enough for a long time. Now, that doesn't matter. I can get on TV at SMU. But can I get in that prime
1: spot? Doesn't matter. I can get to the NFL at SMU. Yeah, but can you get the NIL dollars? That's another place where I feel you, like you Notre overvalue
2: Dame... the uh, you overvalue what Notre Dame is going to give you compared to one of these other schools. I'll go ahead and tell you, in terms of total spend, Ohio State's blowing Notre Dame out of water. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the ballpark. I'll put it this way: Notre Dame's closer in NIL money to SMU than they are to Ohio State, than they are to Ohio State. But they can't be forever. Mm, I yeah, feel like can. you have to join that. You have yeah, to join can. the parade. Notre Dame will go down as they have with every one of these fights, kicking and screaming Mm -hmm. because they think they're better than you because it's so rigid, rigid academically. And that's why you've been left behind. But now you're going to have to hop on board and go to the big Mm 10. The question is who will they take with them? I think Florida state's a given. I think North Carolina's given Clemson's the difficult one because Clemson has some work to do to get that invite. They're, they're not academically the kind of institution that the Big Ten tends to take. There's an accreditation, and now for whatever reason it slipped out of my head, mm-hmm. that every Big Ten school has, Clemson
1: doesn't. Florida State does, North Carolina does. More realignment on the way in college football. There's How long, no long does it take? It. A year. I'll say it happens before this season starts. Ooh. That would have to take some maneuvering in court, wouldn't it, for Florida State? Depends
2: on if you're willing to pay, and I think they are. At this point, I think the ACC wants rid of Florida State as bad as Florida State wants out.
1: Even if it costs $500 million.
2: How quick would I make that up? I mean, that's the thing. You're <laughs> going to look at the boosters and go,
1: those checks better get a little fatter than they were. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll take a quick break. When we come back at the top of the hour, it'll be time for the Daily Draft and – you know, I hate to give J.J. Reddick any flowers, being a Carolina guy. He's a Duke guy. But I got to coming up next hips, shoulders, and backs.
6: We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patient's pain. Relief without surgery.
7: See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments.
1: Call QC Kinetics. 828-333-9517. That's 828-333-9517.
2: 828-333-9517.
1: From the Ingalls Studios, this this is ESPN Asheville, WPEK, W225CJ Fairview, WMXF Waynesville, and iHeart Radio Station.
0: The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. Oh, look, say one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls Studio.
1: You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to sportsocracy.com click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. You want to subscribe to the channel as well so you get the alert when we have four-round mock drafts going out team by team. Flostradamus churning those out at ESPN Draft Nerd and myself will be heading to indianapolis next week for the uh nfl scouting combine the underwear olympics uh we have eight of those already
2: out uh the next eight will come out tomorrow and friday i am i am not feeling awesome today so take a pause for the calls with those we'll resume tomorrow and then the final 16 will come out Saturday, Sunday, Monday,
1: Tuesday. Have no fear we will be broadcasting live from Indianapolis for those uh for next week so despite the fact that we'll be leaving town we will be here on the air on uh ESPN Asheville. Uh and hopefully no technical issues will arise out of that. But we should be fine cuz I mean, we're going to an NFL stadium where I'm pretty sure that they've got all of the finest tools that we can use to bring you all of the broadcast each and every day.
2: Well, the radio things are on you; the video things are on me. I know definitively that the video will work because I have done this down to a point that I think I could teach a labradoodle to do it.
1: <laughs> that is, that is great. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, so, the radio
2: things, yeah, don't ask me because
1: I have no idea. Uh, all of, uh, all of the best draft mess coverage we've ever provided you coming your way this season we've already had jeremy live from the senior bowl now we're going to have the both of us on the road from indianapolis from the scouting combine next week and uh well subscribe to the channel so you get all of the it's going
2: to be a wonderfully good time
1: j.j reddick i hate giving dookies their flowers but j.j reddick has caused quite the stir because with his little spot with the mothership, he goes on television and all these podcasts, and he is free with his assessment of, well, all things basketball. Does he still read poetry under a tree? I don't know if he does or not, but, you know, that's neither here nor there.
2: I just asking it's a just question. just a good
1: way to unwind after a, after a day with your beret and your cucumber sandwiches and your little chai latte sitting by a tree somewhere just writing about Mother Earth. Well, Gaia Earth will take care of you. Uh, no, J.J. Reddick, he's talking about Doc Rivers. If you haven't heard, his comments about Doc Rivers were basically there is always an excuse with this guy. At the All-Star break, he's talking about how Milwaukee, you know, it's it's hard coming in and taking over a team mid-year, and it's not gone really well for the Milwaukee Bucks to this point. They're 3-7 and seven since they fired Adrian Griffin and brought in Doc Rivers. I have long been a a critic of Doc Rivers. He's had all the great teams, and he's only won one title. And I hear no lies from J.J. Redick when he says, all I hear are excuses from this guy. Complaining about the team that was, you know, we had some, what was the quote? We had some guys that were here, and we had some guys that were in Cabo about the last game before the All-Star break that the Bucs lost. J.J. Reddick's response to that was, yeah, but Memphis was playing G League guys, two-way contract guys. How the hell do you lose to that? All those teams in Los Angeles, they got so close, yet blew all those leads. Where is is the lie in what J.J. Reddick is saying? I feel like so many people are coming to the defense of Doc Rivers, but nobody has a great answer to, oh, well, can't point to anything in his past that goes, yeah, he's a clutch coach. He's the right coach to turn around a program or to get you to the championship. I don't see any lies. What do you think? I, I mean, you know
2: I'm not I, – I look, in the NBA, Yeah, he's a top five coach. But give it a minute, there will be 25 new ones in a year. So I just it's – so Doc Rivers becomes a punching bag. I'm not 100% sure why. Mm-hmm. He's one of the eight most successful coaches in NBA history.
1: He just doesn't have a ring. Well, he has one. He has the 2008 well, ring. Well, yes, yes, yes. So he does have one. So he barely misses out on today's daily draft topic, which got me to thinking about the coaches who never won one. Who are the greatest on that
2: list, regardless I- of sport? I will cede the first pick to you because I have two that are my one-two, and I guarantee you you're not taking one of them. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Yeah.
1: Neither one of mine's a pro coach. Okay. My number one is, and and you could take this either way you want to, tip of the cap to the guy who almost got there but never won a title or is it the most disappointing thing that this guy never won a title. And I think my first pick I'm 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 going to go with the most disappointing. It wasn't a guy that I was really around to see a whole lot of his career. We only know about him because he had a fracas with an opposing player or at least younger generations only know about him there and everybody else talks about him like he's the greatest coach since vince lombardi rudy tom nope it's college football it's bo schembeckler oh yeah i was always raised with the myth that bo schembeckler was the greatest coach of all time rudy t1 too i don't know what i was doing there yeah and i was shocked when i got a little older and i found out oh he actually didn't really win anything no interesting interesting very few guys are held up as the gold standard of coaches and they never won the big one to me he's number 1 and you again you could look at it whichever way might be the greatest coach to never win one but he also could be the biggest disappointment that he never won a title
2: yeah i uh, i was right the guy you took was not even going to be on my list <laughs> Uh, mine was really, 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 really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Huggins, Mark Few. I'm fruit talking now. <laughs> That's my one and two, and it ain't even close. Okay, That's two of the ten best college basketball coaches of all time. One of them never really got all that close. Because for whatever reason, he had some of the most ungodly, terrible luck in the NCAA tournament that you have ever seen. That's the thing
1: that got me with Huggins. Huggins is
2: a great coach.
1: He is a great coach. Great coach. But did he ever have a team that should have won a national championship? No doubt.
2: He had a Cincinnati team that would probably have cruised to one, but his best player blew his knee out in the first game of the, what was that, the A-10 tournament?
1: Something like that.
2: Yeah, Kenyon Martin blew his knee out in the first half
5: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of their first tournament game, and they were a hog to slaughter because that team was fine around him, but Kmart was the dude. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. But that's the only one, right?
2: No, he had a couple did he, others. Did
8: he? Okay. I,
2: he had a couple at Cincinnati all... that were really good. Uh, he had a couple runs at West Virginia.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he is a legendary
1: all-timer coach. Uh, and I think Mark Few actually might be better than him. Mark Few is better than him, in my opinion. And he would have been my two. For because me, those how many, were clear in a way. How many, time, how, how many times are you going to be here? Well, I would Before say it's it,
2: however many times it's already happened because it looks like it's gotten late
1: early. Bro. Well, it does. It, this year is not a banner year, obviously. Which for, is funny because it's not pro a program. banner year, and I think they're 17-8 and eight or something like that. Played the toughest
2: schedule in America, and they may miss the tournament, That's which is
5: dumb. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, we got to get a 14th Big Ten team in. Shut up. <laughs> Tell me why nobody cares about your sport until March. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's
1: been, what? I hate the NCAA so much. He's been to the national championship twice and has not won it. He's been to the final four, like four times mm-hmm. and not he's been a one seed. I don't even know how many times. Well, they were the joke to me. They were the joke for the, the for the early two thousands, right. And then, and the early te- early 2010s of, okay, you're going to be a number one seed because you're going to roll through the Pacific Co- coast conference west coast west coast conference whatever okay so you're 22 and whatever and you're gonna go in and lay an egg in the first round or second round or
2: they got to the sweet 16 many 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 years in a row and they were recruiting high level talent
1: but that was always where you were capped out
2: he's a great coach Mm -hmm. i'm always shocked they were able to keep him that long Geographically isolated in a bad, irrelevant conference. Mark Few's a
1: great coach. Mm -hmm. All right. My next selection. I'm torn between a couple of NBA coaches here. My first one is Jerry Sloan. That one's solid. He was... (laughs) He was in Utah for 29 years, it felt like. And he got so close so many times. Conference semifinals, conference finals, getting to the NBA finals and running into Michael Jordan and the Bulls. How he never won with Carl Malone and John Stockton, I will never know. No, it's uh, three words. Michael Jordan it's one of the one of the worst runs of luck but i feel that way about a lot of these coaches
2: yeah i mean they he got to two they were the best team in the west for two years and look and he was a great coach i'm not saying he wasn't i don't have an nba coach on my list really because they're irrelevant well that's mm. okay that's not a what i just said is not a hundred percent say right. now they're around i have Back then I have a kind of NBA coach. You'll a If
1: you don't of, take him, you'll understand. A kind of NBA coach. <laughs> okay. My next one is George Carl. Carolina guy, obviously, so I have a soft spot in my heart for him. But he's another one. The Seattle Supersonics, years. They ran into I Jordan. Th- yeah, I thought for sure that you were... You were, you were you were capable of winning a championship, and you were capable of winning a championship had it not been for Michael. I, I think it's hard for me to be realistic about George Carl because he's such a jackass. Does that matter?
2: Um, There's so many jackasses that you pull for. You're not wrong. I just, I've always kind of felt like George Carl, th- he's one of those that I wish I could buy him for what he's worth and sell him for what he thinks he's worth because I don't view him that way, and I never have. You had one really good run. Other than that, you took a lot of super talented rosters and crashed them into the rocks. How many teams did he take over that you looked at and went, this should be a 2-3 seed in the, in the conference and competitive for the finals? And he never got even kind of close. Really? Look at all those Denver Nugget years.
1: Mm-hmm. Those teams were really good, and he made them look really bad. I mean, they lost in the first round of the playoffs a lot. They were in the playoffs every year. He did lose in the first round every time except for one where they were able to make it to the conference finals but never got to the big one. So there's one. Maybe that's maybe that's the biggest disappointment, but I still feel like he belongs on the list of the greatest coaches or the coaches that came the closest. It's so funny. how never d- won. It's so funny
2: how differently we viewed this. Mm-hmm. Because my next two were easy. Easy. And they you're the three you've picked, I didn't even have on my list. Hmm. I think they were all fine. I just, I guess I look at two of yours ran into Michael Jordan. Okay. I, that's an uncomfortable circumstance. And it would be one thing if they were combined and they had lost to Michael five times. They didn't. One of you was the best team for two years. One of you was the best team for a year. Mm -hmm. And other than that, you really just had duration. They were in the league for so long. Yeah,
1: you had a lot of
2: wins. I'm kind of cheating with one of my next ones, but it's time to take a commercial break. So we'll take that break,
1: come back. I'll cheat a little bit. Tank will get angry, and (laughs) I won't change anything you're in the Sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville.
7: Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and Mountain CustomGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops.
6: It's the moment you dream of. The moment you work for, train for, run wind sprints when nobody's watching for. The moment when hours of gym time, court time, prep time, all culminate into this time. The moment when millions of bounces, blocks, and boards all add up to this. Your moment. Ingalls, we're with you every step
0: of the way. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football.
1: It is ESPN Asheville, and this is the Sportsocracy. We're in the midst of the Daily Draft today. And, well, J.J. Raddick's comments about Doc Rivers that there's always an excuse with this guy no matter how the deck is stacked in his favor when his teams don't win there's always an excuse steven Tal in the youtube comment said yeah but jj talking about talk about about a guy who gave him his best years is kind of crap i i don't i don't think i agree with that i mean just because you played your best basketball with him as your coach does that mean that you owe that to him that you owe no he owes it to who's employing him to be honest that's where as but is a, he not being honest no, if he doesn't being, I, believe I, that I, he's I, a great guy i'm agreeing with you oh okay thank you all right i just wanted to clear that up because i don't I, I don't think this is just jj throwing shade to throw no, shade. he's being honest yeah he's saying this guy is not the guy that everybody makes him out to be yeah what's funny about doc rivers to me is that there's two camps and i don't think either one of you are right people either give him way too much credit or not enough and there's really no in-between If he had not won that title in 2008 with the Boston Celtics, he would have been my number one pick here. As we're talking about the coaches to never get it done, he is a great coach. I give him him flowers for that. But you are the ultimate choke artist when it comes to being a head coach. There's no shaking that, which made it ridiculous to me that milwaukee would give up on a guy that they just hired six months ago to bring this guy in and i think it's absolutely hilarious that they're three and seven now and going what did we just do
2: well you also seem to just gloss over some of the things that were happening in milwaukee (laughs) there were other things it didn't matter if it was Doc rivers it was going to be somebody Mm -hmm. because that had gone to an ugly point yeah
1: so, I told you I was going to cheat a little bit All because right. let technically. Me, let me recap the picks okay. before you get into that. So, so far in the draft, I've taken Bo Beckler, Jerry Sloan, and George Carl. It was the best slash most disappointing to ever get it done. You've taken Bob Huggins and Mark Few, which clear great choices for college basketball. Now, your thumb on the scale, names on the door choice is what? Because technically this guy did win one,
2: but I'm going to give the preface. Uh, It's pro Jim Harbaugh.
1: Ah, good one. I'll take it. I'll accept.
2: I think he is an elite head coach. And if you look at his record, look, he wasn't there long. And I'm really anticipating a a good run with the Chargers here. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't win a title with this roster... I think there's a possibility that he goes down as the best NFL coach that didn't win one. Because you really think about it, there's not a lot of them. Most of them won
1: one. Mm -hmm. There were some that didn't. Like who? We may get to one of those. Well, I mean, I got got
2: one coming up. Okay. it's Marv Levy. That's that's one? Yeah, I don't think he's that great of a coach. I never did. I think he's a great man. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he is really likable. I did just watch the four falls of the Buffalo Bills and I'm not going to lie. Just call your Buffalo Bill fan friends and just tell them <laughs> you love them. Like watching that documentary. Like, Good Lord. No wonder you people drink some. <sighs> I don't think I could have survived one of those. You had four of them in four years. Ugh. But I do I think Marv Levy was an elite coach? Not really. I think he had a gimmicky offense Mm -hmm. that worked in a horrifically bad AFC. I was shocked in that documentary that they don't really reference how bad the AFC was at that time. John Elway Elway and Dan Marino were the two best quarterbacks in that conference at the time. Three was unequivocally Jim Kelly. Four might have been Bernie Mm Kozar. It was bad times. They touched on that once.
1: And Elway and Marino had
2: awful rosters.
1: So it's what, 2020's NFC bad?
2: Uh, I I would say the AFC at that time was worse because that ran longer. That went from 85 to, God, I think New England in 96. That the NFC won every single Super Bowl for like 11 years.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: I don't know that
2: we're going to have that
1: with the AFC.
2: I won't be shocked if it goes pretty close to
1: that. The only problem I have with you taking Harbaugh here is that he was he was only a coach in the NFL for 3 years. That's fine. And he made it to a Super Bowl. He had the best team in the NFC twice. He made it to a conference championship. And I feel like I don't know if we're putting John Harbaugh or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh on the list of greatest coaches to never win a title then Lincoln Riley belongs on this list. He's on my list. He ain't this high. Because it's similar. He only been around for three or four years at this point. Lincoln Riley has done less
2: with more than probably any coach in college football. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't think he's all that great of a coach. I never have. I think he's a great recruiter. And I think he is a great promoter. I don't think he's a great coach. Ryan Day comes to mind ryan day was born on third base and acts like he had a triple mm-hmm. there's another name i'm waiting for you to say because i know you're gonna take him
1: let's see who your two picks are okay who's your second pick after harbaugh marv levy marv levy okay that's a good one i'm not going the marv levy route i'm going dan reeves he took two teams to Super Bowls. mm-hmm he had John Elway. Obviously, that was the stretch you were just talking about of you couldn't beat the NFC. You were just, the deck was stacked against you.
2: I always thought Dan Reeves kind of got screwed that he never had a great personnel guy. Mm-hmm. He was gifted John Harbaugh. And then he, or uh,
1: John Elway, excuse me. And, and then he led, was it Chris Chandler? Yes. Jamal who was Anderson. The, who was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl. He was a great coach. But I think he was, he kind of falls into that same Jerry Sloan, George Carl. Just, you got, you got unlucky. Yeah. Dan Reeves falls
2: into, he's the antithesis of Jim Harbaugh. I never thought he was elite, but man, he did it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing with Marv Levy.
1: He just didn't go to four Super Bowls and lose. Yeah. And I'm going Marty Schottenheimer. Wow. There's a name you haven't said yet that I'm just dumbfounded by. The Los Angeles Chargers, or the San Diego Chargers at the time, they were the greatest show on turf. They -hmm. were the new St.
2: Louis Rams.
1: Rams. Mm -hmm. They had it all. They had Phillip Rivers. They had the receivers. They had the running back in LT that just couldn't be stopped. And you never could get over what you were facing in the AFC, much like Jim Harbaugh is now facing with the Chargers of you've got a stacked AFC to try to go through, and he just never could get over the hump of the New England Patriots or the Indianapolis Colts. I always felt like he was a great coach, and probably one that should have won one at one point. Who did I leave out?
2: Uh, it's not a coach I'm going to say. Because I've got two left, and neither one of them are the one that I thought you were going to take first. Okay. Um, my first one here is Brad Stevens, because he was arguably the best coach in college basketball, and then arguably the best coach in the NBA. And he never really got all that close outside of that one year at Butler. Mm-hmm. And those NBA teams, it would dumbfound you how much talent he had and how he seemingly just found ways to lose every single year. Yep. And I'm trying to, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to take the one that. This is cheating a little bit, too, because he has won national championships, but it's not national championships that anybody cares about. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly.
1: What national championship? He won them in, like, D2 before uh, he became a high-level head coach. Gotcha.
2: But then he got to – he's had the big boy jobs, and he's had teams that were good enough to win, and he never does. Mm
1: -hmm. Fair enough. And uh, last pick for me, I will go Kyle Shanahan. That's the one I've been waiting on you to pick. <laughs> and I didn't do it because I knew you wouldn't do it. Yeah, great. Because Kyle Shanahan, to you, his name being mentioned in a greatest of all time list, I don't think you're all about that. No.
2: <laughs> he would be on my most overrated coaches list. Um, to me, the difference between Kyle Shanahan and Arthur Smith, is not that significant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You think you're smarter than me, and you look smarter than me until you find somebody that is smarter than you, and then you look like a big old dum-dum. And every time you come up against Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, weird. Weird. But, yeah, that was the name I thought you Mm -hmm. were going to say really early. Mm -hmm.
1: There are a lot of coaches. Look, only a few coaches can win a Super Bowl. Only a few coaches can win national championships in any sport. It's hard to win the titles. There's so many great coaches that never did it, though. I mean, we just scratched the surface. Oh, no doubt. Frank Beamer, his name got thrown out in the YouTube comments by Evan Evan Doyle, Doyle. our Virginia Tech guy. That's a great answer. Don Coryell. That's a good one. Another good one. Lon Krueger was another one on my list. Because
2: yeah. he's coached since I think the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. The Big Bang happened, and Lon Kruger took a head coaching job about six days later.
1: And what? He was the head coach at Arizona, right, when they made their run? Uh Is that he right? was at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't remember
2: all the schools he coached.
1: He coached. Lon's a lot been
2: in a bunch of places. He coached at a lot of them. I know he's been in Illinois, Oklahoma. I'll have to look it up. I don't remember the other two are. He coached forever. He did. And then he coached in the NBA
1: i don't remember that he was with the hawks for about 15 minutes (laughs) okay uh others i had written down here uh ryan day lincoln riley i mentioned them college basketball kelvin sampson he's an all-time great coach isn't he i mean i get that he's left you know he he and bruce pearl are in the same category as of we're great coaches but we kind of leave a little smoldering when we take off yeah that's the larry brown award yeah <laughs> we, we set fires
2: and go ooh, pretty and run away it's
1: the john calipari rule oh look it's so pretty i gotta go over here now
5: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, any other names that we missed you can throw them out in the youtube comments can you think of any off the top of your head mike D'Antoni was on my that was the only nba coach i really had that was exclusively mm-hmm. an nba coach Yep, yeah, that's not a bad one
2: he had so many good teams By golly, they couldn't play a lick of defense to save their lives. Look, we score a billion points. Then we get into the playoffs and we don't score points
1: and we can't stop you from scoring at all. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. When we come back, we'll jump into the uh, rankings of the running backs in the 2024 NFL draft class. Plus, we will have the most important message of the day. Much.
6: At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
1: The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar
2: flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan.
1: The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and it is time for the most important message of the day: Don't do crimes. Heading up north, I I feel like day by day we're just we're living in more and more of a lawless society.
2: Well, I mean that's what happens when you have DAs that go,
1: I you don't do that again. Exactly, you, you get. No. You get on social media and you see all of these uh, tic-tacs and things that are showing you people just walking out of stores and and, and groups of people just bum-rushing stores and leaving with whatever they want. And so I believe this creates a lot of copycat crime.
2: This is why we should make Jeremy president for seven days.
1: And shoplifting is one of the dumber things that I think I see examples of people doing crimes because who how do you think you're going to get away with it first and second off why did you think why was it necessary for you to steal those particular items here's a story out of New York out of Suffolk County New York where a uh, a trio of bad doers are wanted because they were captured on uh, surveillance vid- footage the other day robbing a 711 store of its ice cream they went in and just went oh, I need all the hoggadasss in the world because apparently they were doing crimes because that's the only time you go hey I need some hoggadasss this bad. Sounds that way. End of the story. They allegedly stole more than $600 of haagen ice cream from the 7-Eleven, which means they got away with six pints No doubt in the state of New York, because we all know things cost more there. And have you ever tried to buy ice cream at a gas station? Super expensive. It's about $50 an ounce. <laughs> I,
2: I thought you were going to tell. I saw a story earlier about a group that stole $900 worth of Legos.
1: Nope, I didn't see that story, but I did see this story from Blair County, Pennsylvania, where a guy walked out of a Walmart with over $1,100 worth of bacon and shotgun shells. Uh, you know what? And
2: my, cr- my punishment for all three of these would be the same, and it would guarantee that you never did it again. What's that? Prison wallet. Every <laughs> last one of them.
1: It's just, what, make them hide it there? Yep. Yikes bingo jeremy's talking crimes God, uh, you did crimes Get, but that's more crimes i, I don't mean, think I'm, we punish crimes with more crimes it would limit the crimes i that's against the geneva convention i, I don't even know what's in it but i'm sure that geneva's not happy well you with, know what Ge- i don't think geneva's <laughs> loving what's happening right now anyway
2: <laughs> so maybe, maybe geneva's looking you know just going I don't see squat. Let's let that have a try at it. That's cruel and unusual punishment right there. It'll Although, it'll I will
1: never steal anything if that is the punishment. Stop thieving.
2: <laughs> you don't thieve things and yeah. nothing bad can happen. Keep stealing stuff. You can cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Bingo. <laughs> you got to cram it in your cram hole. That, that makes you not want to steal it anymore. No more crimes. That, boom. <laughs> Jeremy president for a month. I'm just telling you. I can turn this around, Mullet 2024. Na uh, My story is from Boston. Uh huh. It Was a flight coming in from Paris, France. It was Delta Flight 225. U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents. They uh, they had a dog. His name was Buddy. He's a CBP canine, and he saw a piece of luggage, and he thought it smelled smelled a little suspicious, so he clued on the bag. When the when the canine dog, clothes on the bag, what do you do? Open the bag. Because mm-hmm. there's probably something in there that's mm-hmm. a little weird. Yep. And they were right. It Had some dried fish, which that was weird. Mm-hmm. Also had something else that was dried. It was a dehydrated monkey body. There were four of them. I can't figure out why you would do this, but that is actually indeed against the Geneva Convention. Because they could have Ebola. So you can't mm-hmm. bring monkeys even in dehydrated form from one country to another. So the person who owned this bag was taken into police custody. Never said what they had this for. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why you would have this unless you were doing like Ouija
1: board stuff. Yes. Could be. It could be holistic medicine. Right? We use uh, all all manner of things, ground up rhino horns and all that stuff can be used to help your virility as a man or who knows what this stuff can be used for. And here's the thing. It's, it's terrifying that there are people with, you know, dried monkey carcasses in their suitcases. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you're trying to summon the devil, you should probably
2: call Aaron Rodgers or my ex-wife. Don't dehydrate monkeys. That's That's it's not good
1: (laughs) what what would ever possess you to do that i what marry a woman
2: that could summon uh, i don't know i was in my late 20s it was a bad (laughs) call
1: she had a tattoo of a dagger she had another one of flowers on one arm stop trying to travel with weird things and by the way these these dogs is that a is that a scent that they're trained to pick up on is dead monkey carcasses i don't know is it I, I mean, I guess a cadaver might have the same scent of every other animal or species or whatever. So I guess if you're looking for dead body parts, well, I mean has, it's a it, it's a
2: it's a dead, dehydrated varmint. So I'm gonna say it's probably a little
1: gamey. <laughs> Is it a varmint? That's not a varmint. That's, oh, it's that's a varmint.
2: primate. Ah, they're all varmints. Anything that's smaller than me that could bite me, varmint. Hmm. I think that's the dictionary term. I'd probably so marion webster if it's big enough to bite it's a varmint call me bro <laughs> i need to know what the definition of a varmint is what's a varmint what's a critter and uh what's
1: a miscreant a miscreant a miscreant that's not an animal that is just somebody who does bad things that's like the, like the like the people who stole the the, the ice cream from their miscreants oh so muskrat. Of
2: muskrat muskrat yeah
1: that that is it. an
2: animal see here's the thing tank i think i am i'm not a hundred percent sure i'm here right now because the last about hour i've started to feel progressively worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse and i think i may have actually died in the first segment of this yes. uh, of this hour so mm-hmm. there's that mm-hmm.
1: muskrat muskrat candlelight it's the greatest song ever written muskrat love exactly uh let's talk running backs take a quick break when we come back let's get Flostradamus's running back ranking for the 2024 nfl draft the combine is coming up in just a week and we will be there live in indianapolis covering it just for
2: you and this is a series of firsts for us this year i went to the senior bowl this year we're going to the combine and if you give it just a few weeks there will be the biggest first of all the first actually legal sports wager in the state of North Carolina because it's coming and there's only one partner that you need, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it's coming to North Carolina on March 11th, whether you like Same-game parlays, money lines, props. If you want to take the props from the Super Bowl, you just saw the last Super Bowl that you're not going to be able to do those things because DraftKings and sports betting are coming to North Carolina with their odds boost, live betting, and social betting groups. If you got people like me and you want to know exactly what they have monies on, you can do that with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet on all your favorite sports once we go live, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming to North Carolina on March 11th. Gambling problem, call eight seven 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 one eight five five four three or visit or visit more than a game.nc.gov. Twenty-one plus North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC.
4: If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissaSellsWNC.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828 774 6343 or clarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com.
1: We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option.
2: There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green.
1: And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect.
2: Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at
1: your local retailer.
3: The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest presented by Champion Credit Union will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com.
0: The Sportsocracy.
1: Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, the 2024 NFL Draft. Well, it's still a ways away, but we've got all the rankings to do. We've got pre combine rankings and mock drafts and all of the things, and we will be live next week in Indianapolis, Indiana for the nfl combine so excited so much more excited about this draft season than i was oh i don't know a week ago now that i know we're going to be on the ground for the underwear olympics it's going to be a very cool week glad that we can experience it with you here in the sportsocracy 2024 running backs there's not a first round talent.
2: There's not a second round talent.
1: There's not a set
2: really. Mm-mm. Huh. Jonathan Brooks was the only one that I felt good about putting in the second round and then he blew out his name. Not your boy Trey. I don't have him in the second round. He may go there. I don't have him rated there. Look, you know I push running backs down anyway. Yes. I would not feel comfortable taking a running back until the third round. Now, Trey is my number one running back. That's Trey Benson out of Florida state. Mm-hmm. Ideal size, really good pass catcher. To me, Trey Benson can do practically anything you ask. All of these guys to me, I'm really curious how fast you run. I am more excited to see the running back group in Indianapolis than I am any other group.
1: Because of the speed is going to determine where they go. Is Well, not like
2: that. I just I want to see, I want to see who distances themselves. I mean, you can see, I sent you my rankings. That's every draftable player I have offensively. You can see how many running backs there are, and it's
1: quite a number. Yes, there are quite a few.
2: But I'm I'm looking at guys like Will Shipley. All right, There was a time that we thought he was going to be a pretty high draft
5: pick. Mm-hmm.
2: Not now. Because he was not good last year. And he just never seemed to improve. But he was-, was that Dabo Sweeney? Was that constantly changing offensive scheme? What was it? And I feel like the combine, you get the chance to ask those questions, and then we get to see you in just, as
1: you called it, the Underwear
5: Olympics. Mm -hmm.
2: And I feel that way about a lot of these guys.
1: Will Shipley never did anything in college to really stand out as an elite running back on the national scale. I
2: don't know that I agree with that. Really? He had bursts where I looked at him and went, that's a guy that can play in the eye. But he never got better. And that's where I'm looking at Trey Benson and Jonathan Brooks. You're my one, two, and there's not a three. I'm curious to see if anybody can take that mantle. Because there's so many behind them. You know, Blake Corum's my three. I don't love him, and I never have. I heard a lot of people talk about him last year. He'd be a first-round pick if he came out. No, he wouldn't. Too small? It's not just that. It's just what what exactly is it you do? I don't see an upside with you. You scored a lot of touchdowns mm-hmm. behind one of the best offensive lines in the league, in the country. Mm-hmm. He's a, I mean, he, he's a guy that finds the gaps. He's got breakaway speed. And that's all well and good. I think every guy on this list that's in front of you would be able to do the same thing.
5: Okay.
1: He's got good hands. Good, not great. Yes. mm mm-hmm. But he's one that I could definitely see his former coach having an interest.
2: I we we do that. I feel and I feel like we're going to do that with every Michigan Wolverine. And it's just well, the Chargers will be interested. I don't know that that's the one I would want. If I'm the Chargers, I'm looking at Braylon Allen or Marshawn Lloyd or Bucky Irving. That's what I'm after. And look, I have Corum ahead of all of them because he's good at everything but he's a jack-of-all-trade, master-of-none. Mm-hmm. That's where this gets to is that I feel like every other running back beneath him, you do one thing really, really well, and I'm not sure you do anything else even serviceably well. That's why my four Kamani Vidal. I saw enough of him in Mobile to go, I don't know what it is you do, but I like all of
1: it. I want all of it to play for my football team. <laughs> uh, he is He's not one that I've seen get me any kind of hype yet. Uh, that might for be, you from
2: you that might be why i've trended on uh, uh in the state of alabama two times because oh, troy's official athletics page keeps sharing things that uh i put out because i love him and i love javon solomon two guys that we're gonna try to get interviews with while we're in indy No in big deal mm-hmm. got a lot of new friends to talk to so what what makes kamani special oh well i mean i put you up against the best of the best in the senior bowl and you made many of them look absolutely silly. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was breaking down pillar-to-post sunbelt tape throughout the entire year. I've gotten to some of it now, and I like what I've seen of him on tape. I saw it in front of my own eyes. I saw what you can do with a football in in your hand uh, close enough that I could reach out and touch you. Mm Mm-hmm
1: uh you've got kamani vidal at four yes marshawn lynch or marshawn lynch marshawn, lloyd. marshawn lynch would probably be higher than five <laughs> marshawn lloyd is at five running back out of usc and that won't be the last time i do that i'm feel pretty certain No, it's a great chance of that
2: uh lloyd started at south carolina um I, I think he's a really good pass catcher i'm more curious of what else he can do he's a bowling ball We have a bunch of those in this class, short, squatty, stalky guys.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: It just so happens that to me, he's my favorite of the punch. Unless you consider Trey Benson one of those, which case, then yes, he's. he's
1: I don't know that I would consider him to be a bowling ball. He's not. He's just real, real, real good. Yes. After him, Amani Bailey from TCU. I liked
2: him a lot in the game. He was the biggest riser from the game.
1: In the Senior Bowl.
2: Yes. Because it was like every time I turned around, he was getting another touch. And mm-hmm. it was solely because the the team he was on, they figured out, our quarterbacks are awful. This is the best player we have. This is the only shot we have of keeping this game competitive. And he did quite a nice job of it, in spite of the fact that it took about eight plays before they went. That's all they got. It's just him, purple helmet, kill. Couldn't do it.
1: I like the size and the physical tools of
2: Braylon Allen. Yeah, Braylon Allen's one of those, I call that uh, hotel lobby player. If you saw him in the hotel lobby, you'd go, that dude right there is a football player. Then you see him on a field and go, hey, what happened to that big gigantic dude I saw in the lobby? Because this dude runs Tim and I don't mm-hmm. know why. I want to love him. I really do. You just wish he was more physical. I do. Use, the, use your natural skills. Mm-hmm. Use your size to your advantage. And now it could be he was just very strangely placed with, you know, the upheaval at Wisconsin. He had a lot
1: of Luke Fickle coming in.
2: Well, he just had a lot of up in the air that you're not used to at Wisconsin, and I think he might have been a victim of that. He could go to an NFL team, and three years from now we just go, how is that not everybody's two Mm -hmm. or three overall? Because the college
1: tape was not very good. Will Shipley after Braylon Allen. Yes. And then you've got Audrick Estime here. He's one that I look at and I go, that that guy to me looks like he's he could be a pro back and a pretty good one, yeah, especially I, short yardage
2: situations. But that's the thing is I think he's almost a glorified fullback. I compared him to Natron Means in a video that we did earlier in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. because that's who he reminds me of. In short yardage, short burst, I think he's fantastic. My question is, what else can you do? Because I don't think he's going to run particularly fast. I don't think he's got top-end speed. So There's definitely a role for that. I just don't know that he can get any higher than that. I think there's a great chance he ends up lower than I have him right now. Because I'm pretty confident I'm going to walk away liking Bucky Irving better than I do right now. Mm-hmm. Ray Davis was spectacular in Mobile, and and Dylan Lobby, I've already told you, he's one of my favorites in this entire class.
5: Mm-hmm
1: and then from there another one we plan on talking to whilst we are in Indiana I was saying and say, and then from there you got what 10 other running backs that are draft eligible to you draft worthy
2: there are a lot of draftable running backs and Dylan
1: just, Lobby is a fourth round pick
2: 4 to 5 somewhere in there uh Rashid Ali it's kind of that's kind of a line of demarcation he was super good until he got hurt and I think he tore his Towards bicep or something like that, and that was the end of the week for him. Mm-hmm. After that, that but you basically get into like the I'm going to
1: take a seventh round flyer on a guy. No, and you know one name, Frank Gore Jr. Yes, and then the 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 two national champions from Georgia, Dejan Edwards, Kendall Milton. Anybody else in that class you in that group you want to highlight before we get out of here? Cody Schrader. I, I wanted him to do more in Mobile than
2: he did. But then you go back and watch the tape and go, man, you cut teams apart in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how you don't have a role. I just really wish you had shown me something. So is- I hope he runs fast or or, or does something in, in Indianapolis that we can cling on to.
1: A lot of Missouri success leaned on him. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. We'll see if he can take it to the next level at the next level. You're in the Sportsocracy. The CSPN Asheville back with you tomorrow at noon. We'll see you then.